Hey everybody, welcome to High Spots and Kickouts. I'm Rich, sitting here with Clint and Brent. So uh, I just want to take a second, guys, and just uh, 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 acknowledge one of the better uh, top 50 lists that I've ever seen come out on WWE before. And that's this week's uh, top 50 tag teams of all times. <laughs> that's a lie. No, it's not a lie. I think New Day is probably the greatest WWE tag team champions ever. No. Now, the the list is very reflective of the most piss poor tag team system that has ever lived in wrestling at all. Every greatest tag team that's on that list, what uh, is Demoli- I think Demolition's on there. Fucking LOD. That's just thirty two uh, of them. The list we've seen. There's actually fifty altogether. Yeah, yeah, there's fifty. I seen. I thought. Well, okay. Running running down the top ten. Yeah, the British Bulldogs. At number nine, you have the Brothers of Destruction. At number eight, you have the New Age Outlaws. Number seven is the Usos. Number six is the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors. Five is the Dudley Boys. Four is Edge and Christian. Three is the Hart Foundation. Two is the Hardy Boys. And yeah, number one is the New Day. I totally agree with that list. New Day is better than any of those. And, and tag team wrestling ain't never been shit in WWE. And half those guys that are on Legends lists did their best tag team work not in the WWE because WWE don't give a shit about Jericho Jer- is on the same three. fucking list. Uh, three I, I three think... of the top five are the three of the greatest tag teams WWE ever three had. Three of had the t- only tag teams t- that they've TLC ever produced. One and two. That's the only three they ever produced. I think that... everything else is two big guys put together like Jericho or fucking Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Or I think. Fucking I think that the Usos and the New Day are more towards the top, and especially the New Day at number one because they're most relevant right now. Yeah, Outlaws are probably number one in reality. No, the Hardy Boys should be number one in reality. Uh, The Hardy Boys started wrestling for WWE when one was 18 and the other was 17. They were 100% homegrown WWE products, and think about how much greatness they've left in the company. And the only reason they're not at number one is because you got money mad on AEW. If if he was a, a, a WWE legend or took a fucking legends contract, or was just sitting at home and Jeff was still wrestling, guaranteed they would be number one on this list. A New Day would probably be number two, which I still don't agree with. <laughs> I think it's just awful I, bold for a I company think, that's only produced five good tag teams ever I think to that, come up with a top 50 list. I th- yeah. And the bad part is they left a lot of good ones off. And some of these guys, I don't... They're like not, who? They're, I, that list was pretty extensive. Some of these tag teams I, uh, I don't they're just, like. They're, they're just, they, they own the rights to ECW and WCW, so there's which, no outsiders. The, the, well, the... the, the, the what pit, uh, that we'll say you notice the whole mad. list was the whole list was WWE. like good tag teams that were only in WWE. Like they have the Steiners on the list, but it's way up, even though they were fucking probably you know in the top ten. But they did all of their work in WCW. Or uh, the problem, another thing is East with WWE they, is a big amount of their tag teams are two top superstars that they'll just yeah, throw together said, and they'll Jerry have a month long play. So like they have the Mega Powers at thirteen. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Trash. WWE not, ain't never had good tag team wrestling. You know what I mean? That's not, I, don't f- I don't feel like they belong anywhere near 13. Out of all the years of WWE tag team wrestling, there's two good moments that ever fucking happened. If, that was tables, ladders, and chairs. One if, and two. if this uh, list was actually set up as far as like skill wise goes and how matches would go, if, you know. Was Filthy a, animals if, ain't if, even on that list. If it was, well, yes, yeah, because they're not a WWE product. If <laughs> if this was a top fifty list and they set it up tournament style as to who would be the number one winner at the very end of this list, you think it would be the fucking New Day? Yeah, oh, right now everybody no. else is dead or fucking. But 
if, if it was if it was tournament style, and, it would come down to Edge and Christian or the Dudleys or the Hardys. And that that would be the top three. They have the they have the undisputed if it was era on here. All time ever, Hogan must pose. That's they have the undisputed era on here. They They're a four man group. They have the undisputed era on there. Yeah, yeah. Number like fucking twenty. 20. Yeah, that's I a four man group. Yeah, well, but when it says DX, it says Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and parentheses. Yeah, they're talking about their like 2000 fucking well, eight run or no, whatever. No, they had the they had the if titles. They're, if they're talking no, about they the undisputed era, they're going to be talking about the Dusty Rhodes classic tag team, and that's uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh. Like APA, I get the Blackjacks, I get the Shield, not so much. That's a trio. The New Day is actually the <laughs> well, New Day. Now we can sit well, here and argue. Also, he's such the a shield. stickler. The for Shield well, falls we, under the Freebird rule. What, no, right, he doesn't believe shit. in the Freebird rule. It's the dumbest shit ever. He's more I'm than, like, oh, more best than, tag teams ever. I'm like, no, the Freebirds, dude. And he's no. like, no, they're not a fucking tag team. They're, they're a trio. Well, and that's a fucking group. Is a trio. What's the NWO? You call the NWO a tag team? Yeah, they're not. They were. When did they ever do a fucking tag team match? They were tag team champs with the outsiders were the fucking tag team champs with Hogan at ringside watching the match. Well, That's not what all the fuck together. you think Big E or Xavier Woods does when fucking the other two are wrestling? Big E should just be a singles wrestler. Well, he is right and they now. Should, they should be the New Age Outlaws, which they kind of are. Yeah, they're just the greatest tag team in WWE history. No, that's that's New fucking, Day. You gonna tell me that New Day could beat the Heart Foundation? Yeah, in a match? Fuck yeah, no, they could. No, no. no, I don't think the New Day could beat Name the fucking Wild thing. Samoans. Nope. New Day coming out in their fucking cereal box is bigger. New Day, WrestleMania is bigger than any fucking moment you ever remember from the Hart Foundation. New Day and Los Guerreros? Uh, nope. I guarantee Los Guerreros goes over in that one. New Day and, let's say, uh, the Rock and Sock Connection. Who's going over in that one? They're Def- way bigger. than the Rock. Rock and Sock Connection. They're way bigger than any of these for a way longer period of time. The New Day and uh, the Steiner Brothers. Skill-wise, who's going over in that one? Steiner, Steiner Brothers. Are we talking about who's drawing more money, which is the job of wrestlers, and the New Day is the answer? The, the fucking bar should even be higher than the New Day on this list. But as no. when you look at it, though, for the last seven or eight years, WWE hasn't had another tag team besides the New Day. <laughs> Dude, if, if you're counting like on. Miz and Morrison. I, I loved... Um, I love Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> well, yeah, we all love John Morrison. He needs to get the hell away from the Miz. I, I loved uh, Luke Harper and all that, and rest in peace and that, but, but the Bludgeon Brothers don't belong at 31. No, WWE doesn't need to make a list like this because they've been trash for tag teams forever, dude. Wait a minute, don't they have greatest the greatest tag teams on here? in fucking wrestling history? Like Von Erich would be at number one. They have the Bludgeon Brothers on here, but I thought I seen the Wyatt family. Doesn't on have here the too. fucking Midnight Express or the fucking yeah. It doesn't have the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, How are you gonna make a tag team list? Don't have the fucking greatest tag teams in the world on it. it. Doesn't have the, come, they doesn't have, have the Harlem Heat on it. Hardcore and Crash yeah. Holly aren't on here. They didn't make the top well, 50. They, had, they were tag team Spark, champs. Old Sparky's got fucking heat with the company. That's why. It, it doesn't have the Eliminators, which were a hell of a tag team from ECW. Yeah. This list is mostly bullshit, but if we're talking about screen time on Raw and WWE pay-per-views, the list kind of makes sense. You know, and also a shitty part about this uh, list, if you actually watched it on Peacock, it was hosted by Brazingo. <laughs> it was it was god it was god awful. Hey, thanks for hosting this list. You're fired. Yeah, literally, that's what happened on the day that they released that. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, you guys released it. That's fucking. Great. <laughs> that's awesome. They just made their NXT return also like a week before they got fired. Yeah, and they got stomped by Imperium. Cut a shitty promo. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't care for this list. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely have the Rockers hire. Uh, I don't know about that. They never really won the titles. Well, they did, but off TV, and then they made them lose them. Real fast because I didn't. I don't think they ever intended for them to win the titles, did they? 
They had one by accident, I do believe. They had like three different runs with the company. Right. Before Sean put Marty through the uh, window. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Before Marty Gennetti got Marty Gennetti. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he had his own run, and then he fucked it up all on his own by himself. So I heard he's doing better now, though. He I mean, was he's not saying some wild shit about murdering people, leaving murdering in, people in the fucking river. <laughs> all right, but since we're on the topic of tag team wrestling, Chattanooga. Uh, let's talk about AEW real quick. The first match this week, uh, you had the Young Bucks against uh, Kingston and. Penta El Zero. Penta was the only good part of that match. Well, the thing is, this is probably the first actual real tag match that the Young Bucks that, have had in like a year yeah. where they per- almost followed the rules of tag team wrestling. <laughs> I mean, they're fucking spot monkeys. And honestly, it had so many fucking devastating ass fucking like put your ass in the ground fucking moves that the whole thing becomes uninteresting because there's nothing special about it. They do do a lot of big spots, and then everybody gets a two count. That is true. But the thing is, though, when you actually watch them this week, they are actually getting heat, and their characters are finally becoming full circle. Like, they could actually be a real freaking tag team and not do spots all the time and be the real tag team champions, which they do have to defend the titles because they did lose in that match. So Kingston (laughs) and... Penta get a tag team title match next week at Road Ranger. Even though they just want, they they should have just want, got the title there then. Well, that made them the number one contenders by beating the champs. That's usually how that works when you pin the champ, you become the number one contender. Don't they so. usually have like a couple people fight for the number one contender, and whoever wins that goes on for the shot, not, not necessarily who fights the champ and, and well, wins. Well, honestly, AEW has a ranking system which the Varsity Belongs of Pillman and Griff Garrison are number yep. one, but yep. uh, they have these World Eliminator matches all the time where they just decide who they want to make the number one contender instead of actually following their own rankings they always talk about how records matter in aew but there's guys that jump up from nowhere to get a title match and then yeah like christian he He hasn't had a title match yet uh brett baker though she's the one who really started talking about the ranking system and bringing that shit up and then she actually bullshit and then she literally wrestled on uh dark and elevation for like a month straight and got eight bullshit wins mm-hmm. <laughs> against nobodies and, and now she's she the, Goldberg'd it. Yeah. Now she's the fucking face of the place, dude. Well, yeah, she's... <laughs> Hikari Shida was a good champion for the year that we had the pandemic, but uh, yeah, Britt Baker is definitely going to be the face of this women's division. For going back out on the road. They just and... left uh, Daily Plaza, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah they're in Miami this coming Wednesday they're... night for... Yep. Uh, Actually, for the next four weeks, we get a themed AEW. It's yeah. a Road Ranger. We have two nights of Fighter Fest, and then we have Fight for the Fallen before August. Yep. So, but yeah, they're going back on the road, so they're not going to be just in Daly's place anymore. I'm sure they'll go back and be there again at some point. Maybe I don't know. I'm sure yeah. they'll go use that venue every once in a while for a pay per view. Maybe you're like. Like a, I'm sure they'll have some kind of homecoming type well, of show. Gotta have they have some, do. like some. St- yeah, I was gonna say like where they go back. And fans think, kept them viable during a hardship. They I, oughta. I think. Uh, I think next year when they start their four supercards a year that they do on TNT, I think they plan on doing them at Daly's place. That's so cool. that's always like their homecoming. That's cool. Yeah, that's kind of like their uh, e- ECWs or their ECW. Uh, what's the name of that? The place? twenty twenty three hundred. The ballroom. Oh yeah, Hammerstein Ballroom. No. Oh. Can think of the name of it for a second. Be kind of their, their, their 
what their performance center type of place like NXT has. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's just start with Monday night. We talked about tag team wrestling, and uh, well, that's one of our lists for this week that we're going to talk about. But we got a couple other ones, or at least topics. But we'll just start with the card and run down Monday Night Raw, which. Honestly, Monday Night Raw was one of the best ones that we've seen this year. Um, like, the, I'm still waiting until I got a Raw this year. Yeah. Like, literally, there wasn't any dumb shit that happened. It was actually good wrestling, and the promos were decent. And Who's It didn't, run, it didn't seem like you now? were sitting there for three hours. They're trying to get everything polished because they're about to go back out on the road. So, they've been no. down there working out at the Performance Center all week long doing <laughs> stuff. I don't think they're sitting around not doing nothing now working once a week and that's it which uh it actually started with a battle royal this week for some reason randy orton wasn't able to make it for his uh triple threat match they so didn't even give you an explanation at all. no no they didn't <laughs> it was just literally uh adam pierce and sonya deville are oh, on yeah. tv and they're like adam pierce well, is the worst dude he can't he looks like he's a fucking scared cat when he's on tv his eyes are all wide and he just looks like he's a deer caught in the headlights here's a here's a x-pac was a huge influence on his career <laughs> he like Always had the X-Pac gear on in the indies and shit. Well, he was never as good as X-Pac. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, Dolph, or not Dolph Ziggler, but uh, fucking, I can't, Zack Ryder and um, the other dude, Kurt Hawkins, they used to wear Edge's gear all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they don't wrestle for WWE either. So. <laughs> yeah, no, they're both been Impact now. They were huge. He was a hero to them, too, and look at them where they're at now, so. Well, no, they uh, said that Randy Orton was not available for unforeseen oh, circumstances. Just, I know where Randy Orton was at. He fucking Matt Riddle's his uh, partner, right? Matt yeah. Riddle's gonna ha- try to. He's taking his place, so he's gonna end up doing the heel turn, right? And you're gonna find out that fucking he fucking locked Randy Orton in a box and blew fucking pot hits in there until he was so high Same. he didn't know how to get to the venue, and fucking that's where he was at. Or he fed him a pot brownie, and Randy Orton ended up in the desert with Ric Flair. They could have at least, yeah. They could have at least gave him a fucking a reason, you know, not just like, go, you know, Randy Orton missed his flight, can't yeah. be here. No, nah, just we're gonna make it a personal. It's just he couldn't be here. You know why? Because <laughs> they have terrible fucking writing, and they probably worked all the way up to the very day of the show to figure out what reason it would be for Randy Orton to not be there, and they couldn't figure it out, so they just decided to not talk about it at all. Because that's what WWE does, and that's what Monday Night Raw does. And you know what? By the time you get here next Monday, Randy Orton will probably be there. And they won't mention the fact that he was gone last Monday <laughs> at all, and it'll be just a complete throwaway. That's everyone forget about it thing. Well, the thing is, uh, Riddle approached Pierce and uh, Deville and asked if he could replace Randy Orton in the main event in the triple threat match against AJ and Drew McIntyre. And uh, they told him, <laughs> yeah, if you go out and win the Battle Royal, yeah, we're fine with that. But he handed them a note, and it's like, oh, this is from Randy. <laughs> so they start reading it, and he's using words like, uh, Aloha and bro, and he even drew a little viper on the bottom of the paper. And that's why I think. It, <laughs> and, that's why I think Adam, it's a, and Adam Pierce is like Riddle. You literally wrote this. No, no, I didn't. It was from Randy. That's why I think it's a heel <laughs> turn. He gave him the note that he wrote himself, and then you know, obviously Randy Orton's not there. Where is he? So obviously so, Riddle locked him in a box and blew pie heads in it until he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so he rode his he rode his scooter down to the ring real quick and joined the battle royal. Right, and they they do not play off the fact that like they want Riddle to come off as a pothead too. Like they really do. The bad part is so, about the. Uh, it would make sense. The only bad part about the battle royal is they put guys in the ring that you, they're twenty four seven guys and all that, and it's like okay, they really stand a shot of going right. up against AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre. Right. So literally at the end, <laughs> you, you, you had 
Yeah, Damien Priest and Matt Riddle left. Riddle knocks Priest out of the ring, so it, he goes on to the triple threat for the night. And triple threat gets a chance to be in the Money in the Bank match or whatever. Yeah, it was the three losers from the previous week. But so, yeah, the last chance. And he asked me, it would have been a good night for Bronson Reed to show up on the main roster and become part of the Money in the Bank. Well, he hadn't lost his title until the pre or the following yeah, night. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Monday night. Monday night as well. Oh, fuck Monday night. T- Tuesday night's NXT. <laughs> is that Eric Young? No. No, that's that's the Blade. Oh. Which, uh, yeah, the Bunny and the Blade have a max tag match next week. Apparently, it's Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy at Road Ranger. We're, we're watching AEW in the background. <laughs> just to let everybody know what's going on. So what's going on. Uh, the triple threat match. Uh, it was like a half an hour match on Raw. I thought it was a real good match. Uh, you had it. I mean, well, you had AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle. Uh, it was physical. Uh, Indeed. There were some good spots. Good psychology. You didn't know who was going to win. I mean, it felt like any of those guys can win at any second. Riddle was never winning that. Well... Yeah, you kind of figure that uh, Drew McIntyre made that stipulation that he couldn't go up against Bobby Lashley for the title as long as Bobby held the title. So I'm pretty sure Drew, they're, of course they're going to have Drew win, well, not win Money in the Bank, but he was going to qualify because then he could still cash it in on Bobby. Well, he could turn around and go to SmackDown also. Well, that is true too. What, a, to fight for the fucking head of the table? Right. I mean, it'd be different. Didn't we just see that? Well, they're about to do a superstar shakeup again, which I think is ridiculous. I think they just need to end it, and they just need to have one one world championship. One, That's it. One roster, just and whoever that champion is, they don't even have to have one roster. They need one champion. And that one champion could go between both shows. He ain't the Spanish sex god no more. He can't be. He said all that shit about <laughs> Sasha Banks on the <laughs> yeah, fucking he had podcast. To, he had to go to therapy and all that, and oh, got so. suspended for like a month. He wears pink shirts out here, not say I stand up for women's rights and things, which I'm pretty sure MJF went it or went after him for it yeah, I don't, in the but last he, few weeks just because that's how MJF likes to push buttons. I don't think, I think he might have gotten in trouble for doing that shit too though. Because he's kind of toned it back when he cut the promo on him here at the beginning of the show. He didn't he didn't uh, say anything about all that stuff. So MJF's the best thing happening in wrestling right now. Wait till you see some shit happen in this match when you said that we watched it the one time and you said he's, the, he's Ric Flair and I was like nah, not at all. <laughs> After I watched this match I was like this motherfucker was right. Dick was right. He is Ric Flair. It's a young Ric Flair, he really is. That's all there I, is to it. I can agree with that. He even does uh, Ric Flair's movements in this match. It's right. That's what I was going to say. Just wait, dude. Especially when, spot? especially when he wrestled. Uh, no. Especially when he wrestled Moxley for the title. At, Tell me he flops. Just watch. But pay attention to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the podcast has already went way of wandering off where we normally would be. But. Uh, <laughs> No, when he wrestled uh, Moxley for the title and he wore his bright pink uh, trunks, he you definitely saw Ric Flair. Hmm. I do. I did after this match for sure. The last few matches I've watched, I didn't catch it myself. But after this one, I was like, you know what? Dick was actually right. And it makes me a little sad because I don't like him as the evolution of Ric Flair. But you know what? At the same time, like it, <laughs> some of the promos he cuts, it really does work. He just doesn't do the limousine ride. And oh, on. man. Uh, no, he's, they show up in limousines and stuff, but then the inner circle destroys it. But he's he's not like uh, I got the ten thousand dollars suit like when he's cutting a promo. No, I got these shoes so nice, you. and I don't know what you're wearing, but I wouldn't be caught dead in it, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, he uh, kind of does. He has that attitude, though. He's like the upper west side. Yeah, fucking... but he don't call out like I've got this ten thousand dollar gold, solid gold Rolex on. You know, he doesn't do that. He shit. doesn't he say just his cuts exact words, but he's kind of like ass promos. coming here from my penthouse. And fuck, when he first started in AEW and shit, and he's like sitting here in my penthouse while you guys watch me from the gutters. Blah blah. blah. Like, I just know he, he, took, he, he took a whole month or two off because he hurt his pinky. Yeah, <laughs> he cuts some scathing ass promos and just tries to throw straight darts at people about anything that's ever come up in their whole entire life but outside of that i don't he's which, not really as braggadocious honestly as throughout was. all wrestling he is the best heel right now right so now yeah for what sure he, what he does yeah he's gonna get under your skin and push your buttons yeah and yeah if he does too he does it for a lot of people i think he's entertaining as hell i don't think i'd want to hang out with him in real life he can go too because he talks like that to people in real life too oh yeah there's a he's a real I, life what, heel. yeah i remember a story you gotta that, live the uh, gimmick yeah he must motherfucker lives it yeah, I remember a story that Jim Cornette was telling on one of his podcasts, and uh, he was with MJF, I think, in MLW, and they were in Chicago or some big city like that, and he was getting heat all night, and the crowd was just going at him, and they had to walk across the parking lot to get to their cars or whatever, and Cornette was working with MJF at the time, so he goes, I swear to God, you shut your goddamn mouth right now because I am not getting my ass kicked walking through this parking lot. <laughs> That's Conrad funny. don't like him because uh, they're at the fucking uh, Rock and Rager at Sea or whatever, and uh, introduced him on stage. And it was before AEW, before he was like a bigger name now that he is, and like w- walked up to give Conrad a hug and shit, and like not part of the show or anything, like just whispering in his ear, like, "Oh, you're a fat shit." Yeah, he called him uh, uh, fat tits whenever they did. Yeah. Uh, they did a questionnaire on here one night where they had Eric Bishop on here and a few other people. And they were having them ask questions or whatever, and they were coming up to a podium and like they're asking inner circle questions, and then they're asking pinnacle questions, <laughs> and the people are walking up and answering. And MJF was like, "What do you want, beefy tits?" <laughs> and like Conrad just looked at him like he was like, "Fuck you," but he didn't really say too much. <laughs> and then when Conrad did the the press release thing for AEW when they very first did like when like the very first day it was announced that it was happening. They had a bunch of wrestlers come out and like cut promos. The guys that were there right off the bat, they had uh, Kenny Omega on there, and the Young Bucks were on there, and Jericho, uh, MJF came out when he came out. He like Jericho showed up with his fucking New Japan shit on. When, when MJF came out, he was chewing a big old wad of gum, and he took it and he took the clipboard out of Conrad's hand and threw it, like Conrad's whole list that he was using to talk, threw it, <laughs> like threw it into the crowd and then took the gum out of his mouth and wiped it real hard on Conrad's suit jacket and turned around and started cutting a promo on the crowd about how he was the best thing to happen ever to AEW. And the shit hadn't even started yet. <laughs> what an asshole, man. The thing is, hopefully MJF chooses to stay with AEW because if he ever leaves and goes to WWE, Vince McMahon will just bury him. No, I don't think I don't see that happening unless he's like so big that like he pulls the Ric Flair and takes a world title and goes over there with it. Like I'm the real world champ and he's the fake one, you know. Why do you think? Why do you think Vince would bury him? Because he does it with everybody, and he wouldn't be able to cut the promos that he could. No, they just people think that people are bigger than they are. MJF's a real star. Like all these people that get called up from NXT and all that wouldn't, shit, wouldn't nobody he there buries know. them because they're not good comparatively. Wouldn't nobody in WWE know how to write for MJF? He don't. That's what I'm saying. He don't need. 
but a that's but that's what they would do to him. Yeah, Vince they, get, would, they, yeah. would t- they would tone him down. They wouldn't Vince let him gets everybody go off. And that's Vince, the thing about here is he's got a little bit. Of, he's they, got a, he's got a little bit. Modern of day people can't fucking talk. That's the reason that they have to have writers and shit. He gives them all opportunities to fucking talk for themselves if he thinks that they can go out and say jack shit. And they really can't comparatively. All these people like, oh, Keith Lee's is a fucking great promo in NXT, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it's because they have a little come more. Come up here, fucking give you something to put over. If you're fucking any good, have any fucking talent, it doesn't matter what fucking gimmick they give you to fucking get over. You get it the fuck over. Yeah, that is a little true. MJF could fucking get it the fuck over. That is a little He's true. a superstar. Dusty Rhodes did get the polka dots over. Right. Uh, the people did want to see him as champ with polka dots on. Um, as far as that goes, you see MJF and polka dots. I don't think it works. That's because, I mean, Dusty's uh, fucking talented. But I I think that MJF would have to be a lot bigger heel. A lot bigger. Like AJ oh, Styles. Yeah, I mean, it would be. Before they would ever be number one. Before. They'd number one, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let him keep his name. It would have to be something different unless he was big enough that he was like able to be like, no, nah, I'm keeping my name or I'm not coming here. Like Brock Lesnar. I honestly think few, anybody in AEW now, though, is bigger than he, a few people more years, that were in TNA that uh, have come up and kept their names and shit. If AEW stays around and gets bigger and a few more years, he gets a few title wins under him and he gets a little more well-known. I could see him coming to WWE, keeping his name and maybe having some sort of a run. But like I said, without... Like in AEW, they have a little bit more creative control. Well, over, over MJF kind of has a bigger cut. name value now than AJ Styles did but, when he left TNA to go to Japan. Right, but in WWE, they don't get that freedom on the microphone or creative control. They have a piece of paper that unless says they're this good. Is what have to say. The thing is, too, though, in Japan, if you watch New Japan, they don't really do a whole lot of promos. Yeah. So you know, promos, promos don't matter over there. Over there, it's. How good of a wrestler you are. That's a real real part of the reason, I'm sure, why Austin Aries didn't last long. Because he's not a guy who you give a piece of paper to and you say, you got to read this. Like, you give him a mic and say, say this, sir. If you have the talent to use it as bullet points, they totally don't give a fuck. If you're a charisma vacuum with no fucking acting ability whatsoever, which 90% of fucking wrestlers are nowadays, they fucking make you say it fucking blah, blah, blah. Like... It's a fucking live microphone. They're not going to stop you when you're out there. If you're fucking good enough, grab it and fucking say what comes from your fucking heart in an entertaining way. Hit their fucking bullet points, and what are they going to do? Fucking cancel you, take it off as soon as the fucking crowd comes alive because they have a little bit of fucking feeling in it and can feel what's going on. Like, yeah. If anybody would. would fucking have the balls to do that now, but they don't. Drew McIntyre tried, but he fucking cried like a girl. WWE would straight take him dude off a of TV and not have them on there again if he said some shit that they didn't feel was like nah, good. Like, he's look a, what they he'd did be a to, professional. Look what they did to Eva Marie. Send her back to development. Yeah, but she's a fucking dog shit talent. She's not good at all. I'm just saying that's what they would do. Like, oh, we're sending him back to development, and then you find out that they've been doing main events, and then he'd be back out on the indie circuit. I think it's been so long since you've seen an actual star in WWE, and like, you just want these guys to be over so much that they are but they're not there's not been i mean aj styles maybe nobody roman reigns isn't fucking over like he won't, we'd have to we'd have to go someplace he'd have to go someplace else and we'd have to see first see if he's actually over like if he showed up in aew wwe haven't had an overstar since since right. wrestlemania 30 it's been seven years since if, WWE. if he showed up and people were just like uh, it's Roman Reigns. Then we'd know for sure. But if people were like, "Oh my God, it's Roman Reigns in AEW!" Like the crowd would go nuts, and then be like, "Oh shit!" That's, like that's like with dude a, actually is over. That's like when John Moxley left WWE. Yeah, 
he was scared shitless the first time he was going to show up on AEW because they didn't know how, or he didn't know how they were going to react if they thought, ah, shit, here's Dean Ambrose, or right, are they going to react of my new character? Well, not new character, old character. You Mox know. is so much better as Dean Ambrose in the Shield. That's the thing with the uh, like he Braun Strowman. You know, he's gonna have to change his character probably a little bit and change his name if he decides to wrestle again. But who, you know. Well, Roman's not leaving WWE, so no, we already a, know that. He's a lifer unless some kind of crazy shit happens. Yeah, he's part of that dynasty. It's not like we haven't seen Samoans in other wrestling organizations, but... Uh, everybody leaves but, at some point. Nah, The Rock never left until he went to Hollywood. The Rock's the number one lever. <laughs> or, but he never went to another company, though. He, just, he didn't have to. He fucking is worth $500 million now. I don't think he ever would have went to another company, though. I think he would always stayed in WWE. I mean, everybody goes. Nah, Rock never would have won. Triple WCW. H and Shawn Michaels might be the only two that never did. Nah, Steve Austin wouldn't definitely go in no place after he came back neither. Well, that's because he fucking wasn't from there. Right. He went outside and seen it was bad inside staying. Well, I don't think Steve Austin's a part of the new WWE. I think he leaves and goes to AEW, to be honest with you. I don't see Steve Austin. In the, I don't see his character wouldn't even fit in the new WWE. It wouldn't make <laughs> sense. He'd be out there chugging waters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Throwing back me a couple of Gatorades instead of Steve Weiser's. He wouldn't be drinking beer out there flipping people off. He still does when he comes back. Driving he, Zambonis. Yeah, yeah but that's because that's to. his thing. If it was right now and Stone Cold was a new wrestler right now, they wouldn't allow him to flip people off and drink beer. He would well, still get yeah. over. He's a fucking amazing, that's, talented that's person. Like when they he would be their fucking ringmaster, and the ringmaster did not get over. Nah. Are, are you... Mm. So no, he wouldn't. So the ringmaster would be was Steve, the ringmaster right now. The ringmaster was Steve Austin, was Stone Cold Steve Austin toned down, and that's exactly what he would be. Stone Cold Steve Austin who has to put on a wrestling match. He can't do the fucking flip people off and all that shit. I mean, he could do the same stuff in a match, but is that that exciting? No, it's exciting because it's Steve Austin. You know, he's going to drink beer and flip a guy off. I mean, he had pretty good matches. Some of them, yeah. After he got his back hurt, he didn't do as good. Or when he got dropped, after he got dropped on his head, his matches he didn't take. The bumps like he did before because his spine couldn't handle it and his matches had to be kind of altered. But before he yeah, got he spiked in the pal- yeah, before he got spiked though, yeah, he had some very very good matches. Which, very good. Uh, which way I could drag you guys back into at least trying to talk about this week's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking kinda, of, I was just the, thinking, what was the f- what were we talking about? Uh, we're just gonna keep jumping around. Oh. You guys kind of bring up a point, and then I try to figure out how to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, actually, y'all, you're talking about the ringmaster. Um, who also held the million dollar championship. Yep. So let's see. Uh, we have LA Knight, the new million dollar champion. And actually, how we were talking about people that can't do promos or can do promos. Kind of hell of a promo this last week on NXT. Yeah. LA Knight's one of the guys that Triple H actually trusts to just give him a microphone, a bullet point. He goes out there and he does his promo. Yeah. He's I'm pretty very, sure, pretty sure Adam Cole is the exact same way, too. He's very, uh, his character is very, very based on The Rock, this LA Knight character. LA but, uh, Knight. Yeah, yeah, you gotta do the pointing. It's so LA Knight's LA game. Knight. But yeah, uh, Cameron Grimes and LA Knight this coming week for the million dollar championship at the Great American Bash. What do you guys think? Well, it's, Man, it's, it's LA Knight's game, bud. I haven't seen this LA Knight stuff, but I'm a Cameron Grimes fan, to be honest. Uh, with God, you. He's gonna be the new Virgil. <laughs> Once he loses to LA Knight, he's gotta become his, yeah, his guy. Stip- yeah, the stipulation is if. Cameron so, Grimes loses. He has to become his manservant. Yeah. yeah. Yep. His butler. So he's gonna have him out there dressed up like Virgil in a tux with fucking that and the sleeves cut off. I guarantee it. There ain't no way LA Knight's losing, dude. He keeps. Well, yeah. Cameron Grimes and his whole kiss my grits and to the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But uh, Ted DiBiase take a bump on, again. But honestly, right now, no, he hasn't been on there since LA Knight kicked him to the curb, oh, bro. He was, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, right now though, between LA Knight and Cameron Grimes on that show, there's not a bigger pop or boo there, segment of the show. It, well, when LA Knight or not LA Knight, when Cameron Grimes showed up to NXT this last week, it was a really shitty vignette that they did where he walks in and he's giving people like there's dudes sitting outside looking poor and he's getting throwing hundred dollar bills at him and shit. And there's a dude that has rainbow hair, and he makes a joke about fucking uh, Ted DiBiase getting punched in the face or whatever, and Cameron Grimes hauls off and pops him one. And the dude had, like, weird-looking little slippers on. Like, it was just, you could tell there were a bunch of performance center guys that they had lined up out front to shoot a, it was really just a poorly acted vignette. And then he hits the dude and throws a bunch of money at him. Like, he's still trying to do heel shit, but he's definitely not the heel in the situation la Knight's supposed to be the heel in the situation. <laughs> it just didn't make any sense and it was stupid they should have never showed it they could have just had him come out get in the ring cut his shitty promo and get out i don't like cameron grimes which one of the things i'm really looking forward to is nxt is bringing back the great american bash for the second year in a yep. row which i love it when they do the old school wcw pay-per-views it makes you feel like you're 10 years old again watching WCW at least at least when they talk about the show what I like about it is they do set pieces NXT does WWE doesn't do that anymore. That's they the do good thing they do it. laser light shows and shit and because it's even Bruce Bridger said you know it's cheaper to do that than it is to go out and get all these set pieces and stuff but it's a lot cooler when you turn on an NXT pay-per-view and they got war games and they have like a bunch of fucking military shit sitting around like Armageddon back in fucking 2000 or they have like bash at the beach and then they got beach shit sitting around or they have halloween havoc and they got the old pumpkin with the demon head on it and your house has the fucking house setting and some of the, some of the guys actually come out of the house door you know uh which is really cool and stuff so it's just i, I think that's way cooler than just oh look it's a fucking laser dog and it's roman reigns coming out which we you know it's just kind of lame which we, <laughs> we we get two championship matches at or the great american bash they're both tag team matches we have uh Champa and Thatcher against MSK, formerly known as the Rascals from Impact. Uh, a big spot fest team, kind of like the Young Bucks, against technical wrestlers and Champa and Young Bucks so, Thatcher. I think Champa and Thatcher are going to win. Um, MSK has not been getting over like they want them to. So I think their title run is going to come to an end. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they changed their names. Um, and they lost their third member. Well, yeah, he, Trey, he, Trey McGill went back to Impact Wrestling. Right, and I think all three of them together the, was the thing that was really what got them over. And not that the two of them aren't very talented, but their WWE crowd's not, or NXT crowd, whatever the fuck you want to call it, it's not really taking to them as well. And Ciampa and Thatcher are fucking... It's probably because they're sad that it's well, carrying the great Ciampa American Ciampa and Bash Thatcher label. are like over the moon over just because Ciampa's fucking... Well, the thing is, every team that... Ciampa. Every team that MSK has went up against, they've always been the lesser known team. Right. They keep They keep throwing them against teams that are already over. Like they went against the grizzled young veterans. They're, yeah, they're trying to make MSK look like they're the underdogs even though they're the champs in this match. But the crowd was kind of booing them and shit for the last two weeks. So I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I, I, I think that Thatcher and Ciampa go over and win the tag titles at Great American Bash. I do. As quickly as Bronson Lee, as Bronson Reed, you know, lost the U.S. title, the North American title, or North American title, <laughs> same thing. We'll get to that. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh... The uh, female NXT tag team titles is also on the line. Uh, they had a triple threat match. You had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai against uh, 
Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Uh, you have a former or the two teams are former tag team champions already. Uh, Why is Ember Moon in NXT again? Why she, they send her back she down? They didn't know how to use her on the main roster, so she said she wanted to go back to NXT. I thought so, she was like getting over and shit on the main roster. No, she, she tore her Achilles. Yeah, she I mean, Achilles. I knew she had tore her Achilles, but... They weren't even using her, and then she tore her Achilles in some bullshit match. She just was like doing spots, like doing just jumping off the fucking elbow drops to help people out in other matches. She wasn't really doing shit at all. And she, mm. I think she just wanted... She, when NXT, she was in storylines. She had more matches, was more involved, and she wanted to be more involved. And they're like, oh, we just don't really got anything for you, and we don't understand your character. <laughs> like what do you mean she's like a she-wolf like, <laughs> or whatever she is and they were just I, I think they just didn't know how to write for her so it was like come to Raw and if we got something for you we'll throw you in there but if not just hang out in the back with your gear on and we'll pay you to be here and a lot of these guys don't want to do that shit as much as WWE would like for a bunch of people to stand around with their thumbs in their asses like the motherfucking people that come there want to come there to wrestle not sit in the back put my gear on to not wrestle what kind of bullshit is that you got a three hour show and you can't fit me the fuck in someplace they put her on the show more, they probably would have had a couple more ratings. <laughs> but instead, they didn't. They wasted time for people slipping and falling in water for a fucking six weeks straight. Hey, it, was, it was hilarious, <laughs> wasn't yeah. it? Oh, I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I chuckled on the inside. I laughed. I cried. I turned the fucking channel. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, which one of those teams do you guys think actually won the match? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. I watched it, too. I'm going to go with Ember Moon. Uh, yeah. And who the she's with. I think yeah. it was Ember and Eo, wasn't it? No, it's em- Ember Moon and Shotzi oh, Blackheart. Shotzi, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't like Shotzi Blackheart, though. She's the, the chick with a tank, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's yep. your Stevie Nicks. Welcome, welcome to the ball pit. She <laughs> howls, and yeah. I don't like her. Actually, the team that won the match was Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Not that she's not Don't they sell those just... tanks at Walmart, like the Power Wheels? I don't know. I don't know. Shotzi Blackheart is talented. I just don't like her character. I'm not into the weird. <laughs> I, I did think it was funny a few weeks ago uh, when uh, Frankie Monet's dog took a dump in the front seat of the uh, tank. And then they, they're like, all right, it's time for our match. And they went to get in the tank. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to walk out to the. <laughs> Frankie yeah. Monet makes me laugh, dude. She's always screaming Spanish and she's a white chick. Well, yeah, she's the loca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she uh, she's she old. she was up until she's white crazy. Is what up she until she signed her contract with uh, NXT, she was the women's champion for AAA wrestling. Yeah, yeah, she's she uh she's the white loco, yeah. white loco or widow loco, the, the wife of Johnny Drip Drip. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at the Great American Bash, we get uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark against the the Way, who are the Tag team champions. It's Andy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Yeah, I like them as a tag team too. They're a good women's tag team. So you have a former, well, pretty much rivalry between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae, which I think is going to be a hell of a match at the Great American Bash. Uh, I agree. Honestly, I'd like to see both teams walk away with the titles, <laughs> but uh, that can't happen. But uh, uh, I, I think that Candice LeRae and Andy yeah, Hartwell. And I think they retain. I don't know that I've ever watched a match with any of them. Nah, you probably haven't. He's not. He's not really a lover of NXT. I've been trying to yeah. get him to watch it for fucking at least three years. 
It's At least since the pandemic started. Yeah, they are. A lot of them are really talented. They're just not they're as big not. as WWE wrestlers. They're the normal wrestlers. They're just wrestlers. not as good as WWE wrestlers. No, I don't agree with that, that at all. The bad part <laughs> is they are WWE wrestlers. If, right. if you say that, then you didn't like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart ever at any point in time. No, in they're not even... They have talent. Those motherfuckers had talent, got over, made money. These motherfuckers never will. Well, they don't get over and make money now because they've got it set up to where these guys don't make too much extra money unless they, you know get over on the extremely extremely main roster and you have to be and i don't think really anybody makes like money in WWE. i think unless did. you're the heavyweight champion in wwe now no, dude john moxley was like 6.5 million dollars as part of the shield he shit. was in wwe for a long time though and a lot of them guys like cm punk and them never spent any money to get those millions of dollars like barely spend any money at all right i'm you make millions anywhere near the top of the card fucking but you have to be near the top all the time. Yeah, right. That's what's called a good wrestler, which none of these people ever will be. Even some of them guys won't, no matter how hard they try, can never stay at the top all right. the fucking time. Even that's John, why even they're John, not even John Moxley. That's why they're not of note. I agree. John Moxley's fucking terrible. I don't know about that. I wouldn't say he's terrible, but Dino, he can't. He Dino can't even and stay Jericho. The card all Dino the time. Jericho. Nobody. Hogan fucking, didn't even stay at the top of the card all the time. The fuck he didn't? No, he didn't. He's definitely seen times when was he when when is he not ever going for a title? Name one. A bunch of times. When Hogan hadn't wrestled for a title and just wrestled in a match? That wasn't at the top of the card, which wasn't above the championship match and shit. Maybe like when he got himself cornerstone like finally in WCW to where like I there's a bunch of times where he didn't wrestle for the title in the main event. What do you mean? When he wrestled on the same cards. Like a uh, Macho Man versus him title fight name one fucking storyline is what i'm telling you I they know, always him and close the show hogan in, must fucking pose no nah, i know him and rick flair wrestled in a strap match and that wasn't the main event there was a main event after that i know him and flair wrestled in a tails match one time that was like fucking are you talking about wcw any fucking there's been hogan matches in wwf where he wasn't in the main event the whole entire no, time not really he was the not really that exactly there's a the couple here show. and there where he never wrestled in the main event i mean he wrestled i'm saying that the like fucking mountie co-made i'm saying that you're like comparing fucking these kids nowadays to like fucking John Cena or Hogan, their future fucking Hall of Famers, when really they're like Rene Dupree's and fucking. Well, you're, you their career hasn't gone on long enough to say that shit though. Yeah, it has like. No, it hasn't. Fucking MJF been in there ten guys... year champ, been in the fucking business ten years and shit. MJF ain't even in WWE, so you can't compare him to I'm WWE just saying wrestlers. Any of them, fucking uh, Leo Schreiber, been hearing her name for like three fucking years. She's been in Japan. How many of these other guys? Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. A lot of motherfuckers started, fucking, started in Japan and wrestled there for like 10 years before they ever made it to... to they didn't wrestle the, there 10 years, motherfucker. At least five. Some till, of them five, no, six. No. A lot. Some of them spent a good amount of the 80s in the fucking J- Japan or the late 80s, early 90s in Japan and then came to WWE, WCW, to ECW by like 95, 96. They and spent we're a good seven, right eight in years. the main event storylines and are good people that'll no. go... It, fucking Benoit, first time in America, he's a fucking four horsemen. Like, but what main event was he in? He didn't. Say he wasn't in any main I'm events until he talented. left. And he wasn't in any main event. Matter of fact, this is like the fourth card on the match. He wasn't in any main events. Right, but he was until, talented and made it. Like he's and, a fucking legend. And you gotta well, give them guys time to fucking make it, bud. You don't. How long did it take Benoit to get there to become? He ain't a legend. He's not talked about at all. Four or five years. It? No, longer than that. Benoit was around eight, for a long time. He was Pegasus Kid before he was Chris Benoit. I understand he was in that. Canada. He was in Japan. He yeah, was in but ECW. You're trying he to didn't put really pop this shit over like it's the best part of wrestling today. When Benoit, it's the trash. Benoit that's what 
he, they are Pegasus kids you're talking about. Right, and then give them three or four watching. more years to become Chris Benoit. I might, Not necessarily I might Chris watch Benoit, them in but... three or four more years when they develop any fucking talent. Well, that's whatsoever. why it's called NXT. Yeah, next. I guess. It's the next group of superstars. Right. But they haven't produced Speaking of, Jack, the, gr- speaking of the next group of superstars. Uh, They've done pretty good. Who? Yeah. Name one NXT star that's had a fucking WWE championship. Uh fucking Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. They were FCW. John Moxley. No, uh, FCW, uh, FCW, FCW. Those were all fucking first Seth, generation Seth, NXT yeah, wrestlers. Seth, How Seth, about Daniel Bryan? Yeah, Seth Rollins was the very first, first NXT generation champion. NXT wrestlers. That wasn't NXT now. NXT, yes, that was when it was a fuck No, he was on the fucking he was uh, matched with the Miz as his veteran. It was a fucking I, I remember seeing reality NXT, NXT uh, flags and things I'm like that. I'm talking about when fucking Seth Rollins was wrestling NXT fucking Bray Wyatt. They were all ROH guys. That's where they cut their uh, fucking teeth at. There is, since Triple H has had Full Sail University, there ain't been, like, maybe Cesaro. There ain't been any call-ups other than fucking Keith Lee, and he wasn't the champ. He was the North American champ. Uh, uh, no, Keith, Keith Lee was the Bray champ. Bray Wyatt. Oh, fucking, for like a week, two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Not Bray Wyatt, motherfucking Actually, uh, Bo uh, Dallas was the champ for like a fucking year and came up and fucking Bo beat. Dallas is a very extremely talented wrestler, and if they would have done something yeah. with him other than the bullshit they gave him, he probably would have got over wouldn't matter what they gave him. If he was good, he would have got I over. feel like Bo Dallas is better than Bray Wyatt if you put them in the ring. I mean... Bray Wyatt just has the fiend, and that's what gets him to where he's at. He's a gimmick. Well, gimmick. Not, not Bo Dallas wasn't. He was a wrestler. They were both and fucking WWE terrible. And WWE, you don't get over as a wrestler. You get over as a gimmick. Right. Well, you have to have both. That's what wrestling is. You put a butt every 12 inches. Not in WWE, you don't. To cut a promo and have a good match. You don't have to be able to wrestle in WWE. You just have to have a good gimmick. That's been proven. By... Great Collie. He wasn't over. Giant Gonzalez. The fuck he wasn't. He was champ like seven or eight times. Yeah, but he still they never made a got over. giant toy called the Punjabi prison. It he doesn't mean he was over. He was. No, motherfucker. He was Great over. Kali was not on a fucking Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, John Cena, Stone Cold I, fucking level ever. Ask the WWE. They just put him in I the Hall of Fame. So he must have been over. No. They don't put the guys that aren't over in the Hall no, of Fame. No, they put they whoever put the fuck is available and take a $5,000 paycheck in the fucking Hall of nah, Fame. Nah, they put, they put those guys in the honorable mention, them guys that aren't good enough to get over in the Hall of Fame. No, those are the ones that are too old nah. to fucking anybody to remember. They're honorable mentions. The legacy wing. Great call. He's even been in movies. So he's definitely- They got, found him in a movie. He got That's over. how he, he got his he, start. He got over with somebody somewhere. Yeah, because he's seven foot one. That's it. Like he, I think he he's just. I think he's just not over in your eyes. I think uh, he's up more over than like anybody that NXT's ever fucking brought up. But well, speaking of bringing people up, the speculation right now, which I Clint talked talk about, about earlier, the uh, this week Swerve Scott challenged Bronson Reed for the North American title, which was lost. On, which is on the main event. Yep. So Bronson Reed's coming out. He's been working on main events for WWE, like the main event show. Oh yeah, and so has uh, their NXT champion Karrion Cross. Is is main event only on the fucking network now? I don't, I don't think the, it's. I've never seen it on TV at all. Yeah, it's only on the network. No. But I thought it used to be on USA and shit. But I, I don't think Cross makes it on the main roster at all. And so they'll, they'll take his first name away, and then they'll take his clock away, and then they'll take his old lady away. I was about to say, and Scar- then he'll just Scar- be a guy was- in the smoke. I was about to say, is Scarlet coming with him? With black trunks. Not at first they will, but they'll break him up and she'll end up somebody else's manager. And then she'll divorce him and he'll get depressed and leave and not probably kill himself like Mike Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. Cause All right. It no, it's a good start to a career, though. The thing is, uh, the uh, Bronson Reed and Isaiah Swerve match. Uh, 
That's bullshit too. That should have been motherfucking. Uh, that shouldn't have been Swerve Scott won that title. It should have been Swerve Scott. It should have been goddamn uh, fucking uh, Delgado Fantasmo Cat that should have won it. Oh, Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. I'm yeah, pretty sure that's who they're gonna put up against Scott. Trying to make no. them guys. Are they gonna try to make Scott a good guy with his rap song, or are they gonna try to make? I don't know. I think they're Fantasmo. gonna. I think they're gonna kind of go heel. Against Hill, hmm. because I don't think Triple H honestly has main a problem roster, doing that. Main roster wouldn't pull no shit like that, yeah. Yeah, but Triple H doesn't care about that type of shit. That's true. Figuring That's like a no-no in wrestling. You don't put heel against heel, especially good heels. Well, Figure. I would say Swerve Scott's a good heel. I don't. I think their shit's I trash. I, I kind of like that hit row group right now. Eh. Enzo, that's the only motherfucker that's come from NXT that's that, gotten over. They think Enzo and Cass. They think they're fucking <laughs> some kind of some kind of thug. Which, which Cass is uh, like, yeah. H more or yeah a, or. W.H. Morrissey and Impact right now. Yeah, I heard he came to Impact. Has he like, been mm-hmm. showing up regularly? And he, yeah. He's, he's, been he's, model. he's the new C.W. Anderson, dog. He's <laughs> a, he ain't over. He's been showing up and destroying people, though. Mm. Give him a beer, and I guarantee he destroys his career. He uh, has a match against... Uh, I've seen Enzo got fat. Like, why can I, a big old gut on him. Why can't I think... He, he wrestled for uh, WWE, uh, Rich Swan. He has a match against Rich Swan at uh, Slammiversary. Rich Swan mm-hmm. takes his old lady and locks her in a closet. <laughs> it's fine. She's on Impact now, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, nah, girl, you ain't going to Impact without me. I'm stuck in WWE. Where? So where can you even watch Impact at now? Uh, just on Fight Network? No, Impact is on <laughs> Access TV. <laughs> where can you like, even watch it? Is that part of, like, cable or something? <laughs> like, I don't have cable. I just got streaming shit. Is there, can I watch Impact? I don't know Twitch I don't, or something. I don't know if you can or not. I I have the uh, Direct TV, so I have Access TV. Hey, you it's, know it's kind of like a music channel for the most part. They play concerts and stuff all the time. That's great. Really. It makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, they we got were, crowds yet. Uh, they will the night after Slam Anniversary. I don't think they had crowds before. <laughs> <laughs> Ten or twelve people. Whoever they could get to come for free, like WCW. Honestly, their product isn't terrible. It's uh, it's just it's not in, good. It's, it's two hours. It's two hours of entertainment. Well, I mean, it's not great. It's just not good either. It's just okay. You got you got Kenny Omega. He's the Impact World Champion right now. <laughs> Until he loses he's that on, shit. He's on he's on loan from AEW. Right. It'd be about the only reason to watch to see that fucking that uh that crossover shit. They're trying to be like CW. They, they have the Good Brothers, but they kind of just hang out on AEW now too. I thought they're signed to AEW, right? And Carl Anderson. Had his first match the other day. I thought he finally signed a contract with AEW. I think they have it in their contract with Impact that they can work with other promotions. That's crazy so, bullshit. Because Impact's they, not exciting enough for them to and, stay around uh, all the time. The, the Good Brothers are actually supposed to be part of the tag team tournament that uh, New Japan's doing. Uh, mm. That's coming up. Nah, that's a gimmick. They'll go over there the just J-Cup to say they showed back to... The what? The J-Cup tournament? Yeah, I think that's what it is. They're doing but, that just as a gimmick to show, hey, we're back in Japan because you guys missed. Well, us. they're not even going to Japan. And it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be on uh, Strong, which is the American product. Oh, well, they're just then they're just doing it so their J- Japanese fans can see them. And, and uh, Man, Carl I, I thought that show was canceled. Carl when they do in L.A. What uh, Strong? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they change the name of it all the time, but yeah, it's it's still going. Uh, That's when Jr. used to be the announcer of. Uh, I don't. Ever since I've watched it, it's been Kevin Kelly. Oh, I thought he did ROH. He quit ROH, did he? What Kevin Kelly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's with New Japan. 
I think man, ROH is the saddest company in the world. If you, if you, watch, if you watch New, if you watch New Japan on the days that the uh, shows debut, it's like you can watch it in Japanese now, and English commentary will follow later, and it takes like a day or two for Kevin Kelly to uh, put English commentary over the top of it. You, you think the Briscoes are regretting staying in ROH now? They had a small window where they could have came to WWE, AEW, or Impact, and they decided to sign or they, resign with ROH. I mean, they're good enough tag teams and shit, but they're like toothless. Crackhead, fucking so, backwoods, motherfuckers. And man. also, fucking. Uh, they was never getting over mainstream. Uh, well, uh, the fucking. I haven't drawn a blank spot, but uh, the the dudes who used to lick people in WWE. The dudes that the used ba- to the, lick uh, the, the bushwhackers. bushwhackers. They could have been fucking like the bushwhackers. Well, I mean, a comedy game. What the which, fuck? He was just which fucking the, walking around. Which the bushwhackers were number fifty on that tag team list. <laughs> That's even more crazy, dude. <laughs> you gonna put Bill and Luke at fifty, and you're gonna put the New Day at number one. Not even have Ray Ray and Kidman. Come on, come on. You gotta put. Well, no, you don't have to put the New Day. At now number they have one, to just but... do a fifty greatest tag teams of all time list, and then that shit would make sense. Because then you could put. They, right. they probably still wouldn't put Ray and Kidman on there. But so if you're gonna put a Young tag team, all time <laughs> tag team, if you're gonna put it at number one, what tag team are you putting? All time out of every tag team ever. Yep. Either Steiner Brothers or Harlem Heat. Rock and Roll Express, they're still tag teaming today. and they're still <laughs> Longevity. Seven. They're like 70 years old. Yeah, fuck yeah. They still do that gimmick. Got the same hair from the 80s, everything. Gotta be, man. As far as career goes and fucking title reigns. They haven't been in any kind of fucking money for a long time. But still. There's the School of Morton. Yeah. That's what I would say, man. They're still the longest running I mean, tag team. Still hustling. Steiner Brothers don't even tag team no more and they're brothers. That's because they shouldn't be. They should have their own body shop or something. Ten people in a fucking North Carolina parking lot does not a wrestling show make. Well, not only that, but one's straight principal right now. So, (laughs) Which, if I have to pick the number one tag team, I am going to go with the Dudley Boys for the fact that they've won 23 world titles. They've held every major tag team championship in every promotion they've ever been in. I think they've beat up the Rock and Roll Express and ECW. I mean, that's too. true. That's the one big selling point about the Deadlifts. They have, yeah, but you can't really call them. The, I don't feel the, like they were the technically only... WCW champions because WWE had already bought WCW, right. so they are technically just WWE tag team champions. Like, I think also the I teenage think championships the only... don't fucking matter. Well, it depends on that's your that's your opinion. <laughs> ROH ones don't fucking matter. Hey, you know who they do matter to? The fucking magazines and the goddamn <laughs> tape and, and the damn tape sellers and the indie mud show fucking and lovers. They have so many championship numbers because they were wrestling in a, a era where the championships fucking were switched every fucking week and a half and shit. Like new days right now, right? Their era. But but they are a two-time IWGP tag team championship. I mean, that's is good. this real life? They both knocked themselves out? No. They were fucking... Okay, sorry to sidebar here. This is a fucking... (laughs) The dude has to be able to... The unresponsive to be able to leave the ring. It's Chris Benoit versus Ming. And they're both unresponsive. No. Chris Benoit won the match and was on his knees like, Oh, I've won, da-da-da, this and that. And then he like fell over and like stopped moving. And they're like, oh my God. And a bunch of medical guys ran out and put him on a stretcher and pulled him out. And then he's just been laying there the whole fucking time. They haven't even wrestled like 30 minutes. Not even that long. But yeah, it was so much of a destructive match that neither of them. Is this could... a bash at the beach? No, it's Great American Bash. Or Great American Bash. I mean, ninety-seven. But it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like nobody got hurt yet. They carded and they put the fucking Halo neck brace on Chris Benoit and they pulled him out and shit. Did to Ming too? Oh, they did, didn't they? It doesn't make any sense. No, they oh, didn't. No, they didn't. It doesn't make any sense. I hope they dropped. And he's the one who lost, so you would think he would be in worse shape. And they did less to him than they did to Benoit. 
That's ridiculous. WCW. That's why there's not like on TV anymore. This is where WWE's at right now. <laughs> Look, like, Great yeah. American Bash, like, man. Like, like he's the, selling like, it with the eyes closed, though. WWE guys would be looking around like, you guys need me to close this my is eyes what I, This is what I don't like about NXT bringing back great uh, uh, pay-per-views over the past because, because the they shit do that's better? coming out, not, no, not even close. What do you mean? They ain't done nothing that poor ever on a pay-per-view. Uh, dude, the Bash to me is fucking 1986. Fucking, uh, uh, you know, the, it was... A month long thing in July at the time, and Ric Flair was doing fucking hour long Broadways three times a week, tw- fucking two of those days on Sundays and oh, shit. Oh, so you're saying you don't like how they use them as like throwaway fucking Tuesday right, night shows? Which culminated in a fucking Instead 1986 a- Bash at the Beach, or yeah, uh, America, Great American Bash. Dusty Rhodes fucking Ric Flair cage match. Yeah, but the the over, first world title match. The blah, over blah, blah. that the- is never ever. I mean, that was pre Hogan. Slamming Andre days. The, like. the overproduction of WWE is why that is that way. I'm just saying there's same way with nobody same way with that AEW. has that around right now. Same way with AEW, though. Like, next week is a fucking theme show. That's the thing to do well, now is a- theme your show. I was going to say AEW is doing themes for the next four weeks. So I guarantee if Triple H could have it his way, Great American Bash would be a pay-per-view, and they would have built it till the pay-per-view got there, but he just don't get that TV time because they From don't let him. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, there are people fucking around calling this probably some weird Triple H only gets, what, six pay-per-views a year for the most part? I think so. Six at the most? They should stop making them all fucking takeovers. It's, it's going to be hard now because WWE's talking about moving all, all their pay-per-views to Saturday night. And that's when what? the that's when the NXT's pay-per-views are on Saturday nights. They're yeah, never. yeah, because they fucking. That's when AEW's well, pay per views are is on Saturday nights. Well, uh, and people, I'd be people, real stupid in your, in your house. Wrestling in your house was on Sunday, Sunday this year. Yeah, but every once in a while they'll run like a two weekend show where like one shows on Saturday, then the other shows on Sunday. Yeah, right. So that'll just have to start running the AEW like on the Friday night or the weekend before on Saturday, and then the next weekend will be the WWE pay per view. But yeah, fucking, uh, oh yeah, this is a Brent's other podcast. You'd be taking a shot right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, I agree. I don't, I don't really care for the theme show myself. I would rather them build up to the pay-per-view. Like, you know, right now we're watching a pay-per-view and they're plugging the, the next month's pay-per-view. It, just other random thing. If this was my other podcast, we'd already be three shots deeper. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually four. Your phone went off. There, there is no way we would go back to the other the list that you got over there if we were all drinking right now. We'd still be oh, on no, the first topic. Oh shit, we're probably not going to go back to the list for half of this show anyway. <laughs> if you if you read the description, it says we wander. We want we wander a <laughs> we lot. Wander. But we wander. We, we start a topic and then just go to another one. At least it's in a good and, path. It's well, yeah, path. It's, hey, nothing beats a good debate, right? <laughs> I don't forget what we were even talking about. What's next on the list? I don't know. I think we went from Bronson Reed to title to I don't know. <laughs> oh well, Bronson Reed's getting the call up to the main roster, so I guarantee that's the only reason he's lost. They've Vince McMahon, all them guys showed up at the performance center to Just watch a bunch of people been there with some top execs. They need some people for the road. They need to get good pops for the crowds. They're about to start putting everyone in front. Of them. They just cut a bunch of dudes. So they're trying to hire some more guys. I read a description of the people are trying to hire, which, which, which was uh, a little sorry, different. Sorry to cut you off, no, but it reminds me that uh, also, is it two weeks from now on NXT, they're going to bring back the breakthrough tournament? Yeah. So it's going to be eight new up-and-comers. Yep, randos. Which Bronson Reed and Isaiah Swerve Scott were part of. The, sorry, so the last, last, last uh, group, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of randos so was, on the show of so randos. Was, uh, <laughs> Cam- Not all of them. Cameron Grimes was one of them. Uh, yeah. which honestly how we were talking about the Steiner brothers uh, 
Rick Steiner's yeah, right. Yeah, his son. Rick his son is rumored, his son is rumored to be one of the. That's what hey, I, him I, and that Parker Boudreaux guy. Well, that's yeah. what I was gonna say earlier. Is Rick Rick Steiner is actually I, I read involved somewhat with Isn't his that son's name career Bronson in WWE. Too? Bronson so, Rick Steiner. Uh, he he might be actually working with WWE behind the scenes, Rick Steiner, and we just don't know it. So I was always big dog face Gremlin. And uh, the Rock's daughter's got. Oh, never mind. She had she had knee yeah, surgery, I, didn't she? So she's probably gonna be. I thought maybe she might start before too long, but if her knees fucked. Who's she that? Ain't be the Rock's daughter, Simone oh. Johnson. She's had knee surgery like maybe two months ago. So she might yeah, I was always here. a, I was always a bigger fan of Rick Steiner than I was Scott Steiner. Oh, I was a pretty big Scott Steiner fan. I liked them too. both, but Rick Steiner had the headgear, and I think that's what made him cooler than Scott when, for when, a long time. The, when they were the Steiners, I liked Rick more, but like fucking nothing tops 1998, 1999. Scott, so, Scott so when he Steiner. became Big Papa Pump, like like two years after he became when, Big Papa when he Pump. was just Scott Steiner, he looked like um, the dude from Rocky. Uh, the boxer from Rocky <laughs> that he hires after he retires. Uh, I can't think of his name. He's passed away now in real life. But talking about when he first started coming out with the headgear. When no, not Rick Steiner, Scott not Steiner, the, not the head, the chainmail. No, no, no. Like he a, had like a mullet back in the day. Oh, I know. And I'm, he looked like the fucking pro boxer that was in Rocky Four or no Rocky Five after yeah, he retires. I know you just he, said that. I was and, saying I was at that. And like that, like that's what like then you had Rick Steiner who had the headgear, and I think that's why he was cooler. Like Scott just had a fucking random mullet. I love when he walked up and fucking threw his leg up and was acting like he's peeing on people in the corners and shit. They did the whole game yeah, where he <laughs> crawled around. Like, he crawled around like a dog in between his brother's legs and start barking and shit. But yeah, yeah. That shit was awesome. And when he became Big Papa Pump, man. But Big Papa, like two years past Big Papa Pump, though. I'm not like talking like Buff Bagwell and Scott Steiner and the NWO type shit. I'm talking about when he first started putting on the chainmail headgear. And coming out and fucking when WCW wasn't cool, which and I fought, and I met you on the steps and told you that WCW <laughs> sucked. Hey, I'm wearing one. I'm wearing the shirt right now. <laughs> I know. The fucking nah, like WCW still cool when they had the Wolfpack. I'm talking about like mid 2000 or like probably late 99, early 2000. No, I'm saying just before really that. bad. I'm saying right before the club foot. <laughs> So you're talking like new blood. When like yeah, when nobody would fucking talk to him because he was an actual insane person. Yeah, well, he still and, is. <laughs> oh yeah. I've had friends that went and met Scott Steiner and got his autograph and all that, and they're like, Yeah, he's still batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's good he's a good wrestler though. He's too buff now, I think. He's got too many muscles and he's getting too old. But also for the second straight week in a row we mentioned Buff Bagwell. Which uh but remind, reminds me that's uh the Patriot. Wilkes, yeah, he we, passed away. We were talking about that a little earlier before you got here. Which stars, stars and stripes. He was a two-time tag team champion with Marcus Bagwell. Yeah. I told Dick, I said I forgot all about it, and I thought about it for a minute. And I was like, well, I don't even remember anything he did in his career, so that's probably why I forgot about him passing away, which it's is right. sad. You, you know, Chris works with me at the store. He yeah. came up to me yesterday and asked me if I knew who he was, and I'm like, yeah, he was the Patriot. He teamed with. He goes, or he teamed with Marcus Bagwell, stars and stripes. He goes, oh man, yeah, yeah I remember that. He goes, but I remember. Uh, he was the trooper in AWA. I'm like, dude, I was way <laughs> too little to remember that. Uh, he he had a match against uh, Bret Hart for the championship at uh, In Your House as the Patriot, like 94, I think, 95. That was... Yeah, like I yeah. said, I don't remember seeing that match, but I know it happened. Which, that had to be one of the first In Your Houses. Yeah. Uh, probably one or two. God damn it now, let's see what a bunch of one was. So But it doesn't matter, he lost to Bret Hart. 
He was oh, over yeah. for like a quick minute and then got well, thrown into like a bunch well, of well, random because, matches and Royal Rumbles and shit and then just lost all the time. Well, that's because Bret Hart's the best there ever is, <laughs> the best, best there is. ever was, mm-hmm. and the best there ever will be. I mean, yeah. But you know what? It might have been at one of the later in your houses because at one time Bret Hart was doing the bad guy gimmick where he was going completely against America. So I could see them throwing him against the Patriot just to have the Patriot lose to him in a squash match or some sort. Yeah, but that Team Canada stuff wasn't until '97. Yeah, that's what I mean. Austin. There was a lot of there was a lot of in your like every month they were doing in your houses at that point though. So there could have been one where he because because what it was it was the Hart Foundation and Brian Pillman pretty much. Yeah, I mean he was they basically made him a part of the Hart Foundation, but yeah, yeah, it was the Bulldog. British Brett Bulldog, Owen, Bret Hart, Owen, and uh, Jim Nineville. Jim Jim the Anvil. Yep. And what's kind of creepy now? They show that picture every once in a while on like the internet or on a wrestling show, and everyone in that picture has passed away except for Bret Hart at this point, because Jim the Anvil just passed away not too long ago. Just kind of creepy to look at it, because Owen and every he like Bret standing in the center, all of them, everybody around him's passed away. So it's just kind of kind of strange to look at that picture. WWF uh, or Ground Zero in your house. Where Hart forced him to submit with a sharpshooter. Uh, I imagine that. I mean, people fell to the fucking sharpshooter in their time. <laughs> what year? Does it say what year? 97. Yeah, I figured it had to be early 97. That's right when he started doing the bad guy gimmick after him and Austin. Teamed with uh, Shamrock to wrestle oh. British Bulldog and Owen Hart, too. Speaking of Shamrock, he uh, on Kurt Angle's podcast, he's starting to do interviews now. Uh, he interviewed Randy Orton a couple weeks ago, and he—I haven't listened to it yet, but he just oh. did—he just did an interview with Ken Shamrock. So maybe he, I kind of forgot all about this. Do you know what the Patriots' fucking uh, entrance theme was? Uh, Ric Flair's music. Kurt Angle's. Huh? How about that? I didn't know that. I have to go back and find some. I bet you they've changed it on Peacock now. If he came out to Kurt Angle's music in like '97, people would be like, "What?" I bet if you go back and watch it now, they bet you they've changed it to some <laughs> patriotic bullshit. All right, so we need another topic. We, I think, I think we kind of find. Well, okay, I can go back to the card that we were working on. <laughs> what, what, were, what were we talking about? Uh, we, we just flipped around for a minute. We were on Bronson Reed and the U.S. title or the U.S. North American title. Well, we could talk about. Uh, let's see. And then I don't know. We what can else. talk about the main event of AEW this week: MJF and uh, Sammy Guevara. I thought that was a real good match. It was decent. We just want, I just kind of watched it here while my we're only knock on it. Should my, watch it with the announcers. My only knock on it. How the hell do you kick out of a tombstone pile driver from the second turnbuckle? Yeah, that was really <laughs> cool. I like the MGF sold like he had a broken knee after that too. He was selling it really good, like he could barely stand on it and shit. And that's that's what you want in a wrestling match. A couple guys who are selling like they're actually getting hurt while they're in there doing business on each other. Not a couple guys who are just going back and forth for thirty fucking minutes. Like you do a pile driver off the top rope and you land on your knees, that's going to jam your fucking knees up and you're probably going to hurt a little bit. Not just, <laughs> ah, I'm fucking Superman. I'm back up on my feet putting people through tables. And uh, Sammy Guevara, man, fuck. Dude's talented as hell. I mean, they both are. Don't get me wrong. They both are. The thing he's is, little and you can throw him around easy. He but, likes different well, MJF and him, are, he's taller than MJF even, I no, think. I don't, no, from, not at from, all. From watching the match, though, this could build into a great rivalry that we could see for the next two oh, three maybe four, longer five years i mean i could see him falling as a stepping stone to mjf but that's he ain't no and it was they, they it's another the great uh, it's another great way of AEW too putting one guy over but getting the other guy over right like mjf got over well they, i think they want sammy to be their new baby face yeah 
white meat baby face. Well, Jericho, I mean, Jericho's coming towards the end of his career. Yep. So somebody's got to take over the inner circle. Well, so he keeps putting Sammy over to the inner and circle. And it's going to be like Jake Hager, huh? <laughs> no, I don't see him sticking around forever Hager, too much longer either. Hager does have a match coming up next week at Road Ranger. There's a uh, six-man tag match that it's going to be the pinnacle against the inner circle. It's Santana and Ortiz and Hager against FTR and Wardlow. I don't 100% see the inner well, circle staying together match. much longer, to be honest with you. I think that they're going to break You up. said that you thought they were breaking up when they faced the pinnacle. If, at the... if Jericho leaves, the inner circle is not a thing anymore, and I think that's what they're setting up for, I think, because – I think in the match that him and MJF have, or it's going to be a MJF says, because now that MJF won that match, he gets to pick the stipulations. So I'm thinking if Jericho loses, he's got to leave or some bullshit. Or if he loses, then the inner circle's got to break up or just whatever. There'll be some kind of weird, dumb shit. And Jericho's going to be going back and doing the cruise again here before too long because he's got people moving. He's going to go back out on tour for Fozzie again. Yeah, He's probably going to be needing a break. Yeah, uh, (laughs) Fozzie hits the road again in september right so i can see him you know he, he's been burning the fucking candle at both ends for a, a couple of years now so, too, he, and he ha- he's got so, a hurt arm right now which he's kind of working with working through i guess it's a little better i'm sure so did. we could see a match between mjf and chris jericho at all out right at the beginning of september see chris jericho maybe not maybe lose before, leaves maybe, maybe before that and then you see well they i mean they've been talking about the summer of hell or what jericho's been talking about that he's going to make this summer living hell for the pinnacle so that could be right before he leaves to go on tour they have a loser leaves town match or some shit or or they'd finally do pinnacle and inner circle and pinnacle beats him and the inner circle has to break up but pride and glory need that singles tag team run i feel like uh, and they don't i don't feel like with the inner circle that they, they don't Need Pride and glory. I mean, LAX. Sure. Same team. <laughs> I, I just don't feel like they need Inner Circle to do that. I think that's what's holding them back from getting a tag team <clears throat> title shot or getting in that spot. Jake Hager, I think he's going to be a dude who just jumps back and forth between MMA. and You might see him wrestle Miro or, or maybe like some other WWE guys for something, like just I, big matches. The thing but is, though, if he wrestles Miro, Miro's just going to destroy him. I don't see him being champ and fucking running the card and doing all that. I don't see him doing jack shit after that. MMA match. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't see Wardlow really doing anything in his career either. And then Sammy Guevara, though, he's got some – as long as he keeps his attitude in check, he's got some good years left ahead of him in the ring, and he doesn't get you know injured of some sort, yeah. and an injury of some sort occurs or whatever. But Because, yeah, Sammy, I think, is 26 or 27. Yeah, he's got a lot of time left. And MJF's only 25. Yeah. Both MJF's of them, younger. No, shit, he's only 25. Both of them have – a lot of time to win a lot of titles and do things as then, long as they do everything the right way. Like Jungle Boy is only 24. Oh, no way they stick around for AEW this whole time then. As long as, like I said, as long as they listen, keep their mouths shut, like a lot of the old wrestlers used to say. There's there's yeah, a lot of good they're, people. They're, there's a lot of good people behind the scenes at AEW that's, that's to teach. That's what I mean. You know, those two will actually learn some shit and they'll, they'll go into another company at some point in time. Maybe say AEW doesn't last forever. And they do end up in WWE. They'll be able to go in there with an attitude of we know how to deal with us a little better because we were seasoned by guys who'd been there before and I actual turn in, veterans. I might turn in for a Pride and Glory versus Young Bucks match. I, me too. That, that would be a hell of a match. I've been waiting for it. So maybe that's uh, I mean, maybe we're, be a hell of that's a match, another thing too. They could they could my interest. They could actually stave off the pinnacle and then they could go on another thing because we never got the rematch with Kenny and uh, Jericho again yet, right? From. Uh, Japan or whatever, their new Japan match. You never got the rematch for that, so they could pull that shit up and it could be Inner Circle versus the Elite. Yeah, I don't think we would get that type of match that, uh, that Jericho's 
Jericho's still good, but I don't think we would get the level of the match that it would have been. Yeah. So, I just mean, you know, if they were trying to get over his bad guys or maybe they were going to try to get the elite over his good guys somehow, they could, I don't know. I feel like Kenny Omega's got to be a good guy for it. He loses his title, though, so. Nah, he's going to lose it as a heel. You think he's going to lose it to Hangman? Oh, yeah, they started to build the story. Slow build for the Hangman and Kenny Omega. Whatever gets Kenny Omega out the door faster. <laughs> he ain't going to go out the door. He's just going to go to defend his other titles other places, and then he'll be back eventually, and he'll probably have to come back because Hangman will end up becoming a bad guy or some shit. Which he, he defends the Impact World Championship on July 17th at Slammiversary against Sammy Callahan. And I think it's August 14th he defends the AAA Championship against Andrade at Triple Mania. Hmm. Do you guys count the Outsiders as one of those tag teams that are two big guys coming together to make a tag team, or do you think they're like but they came same in as a tag as the Steiners team, and shit? Nah, I mean not really. Their first match was a tag team match, was it? Yeah, it was. A, I mean, well, Scott was, Hall came in first. And then it, was, it was. It was a fucking two, three, three on three. Later, it was a three Kevin on. Nash showed up. It was a three on three tag team match, but technically Hogan didn't show up to the very end of the match, and all he did was a couple spots, and they wrestled the whole match against three yeah, dudes I mean, as a tag both, team. I mean, Nash had world titles during. They were calling these. They were shit. calling them the. They were saying these two outsiders the whole time. They were referring to them as two, not one. Not it's Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So I would assume that so, they're a tag team. So. So Razor Ramon and Diesel coming together to form a tag team is not the same thing as like Jer- no because they show. they weren't billed as two guys coming in together in WWE they were just Razor Ramon and and, and Diesel and they would have just fucking put Razor Ramon and Diesel together and then they, they would have came together because of some fucking some goober like X Pac would have fucking beat both of them up and and <laughs> caused them to be in the ring at the same time and there would have been some kind of calamity and they would have watched each other's backs and then they would have got thrown together on a Teddy Long Monday and fucking or Thursday night SmackDown special, and, and then, then and then two, they would have won against the Undertaker, right? And then they would have won the fucking tag team titles from New Day, and fucking they would have been a tag team together. <laughs> That's how it works in WWE. That's how they do it with their top guys. And now outsiders came in together just on separate days because Scott Hall said, "You know who I am. You know why I'm here." And then when he came back the next week, he said something about having somebody I'm, else. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm and, gonna bring my big friend. And Eric Bischoff said who, and he said you know who. And then the next week, what happened? Kevin Nash showed up and fucking what did he do? He power bombed Eric Bischoff off the fucking and on ramp, the, they, off the ramp, God right? Created Ric Flair. <laughs> it's the truth, <laughs> you know. Uh, but they were billed as the two out these two outsiders. That's what they all their announcers referred to them as these two outsiders, these two outsiders, not Scott Hall or that outsider, or this outsider, they were together. So yeah, I still enjoyed watching Kevin Nash use Rey Mysterio as a lawn dart and throw him right up against <laughs> right. the trailer. And they had a shitload of tag team matches before they, they got the cops called them for real for that shit. And then, they, yeah. And then they had a few more tag team matches later, but you know, the icon, Roddy, Roddy Piper. So of course you call him a tag team. We've talked about tag teams a lot today. That's, <laughs> well, that's what it's the big thing right now. This list just fucking blows me away, though. The tag team list was the big thing this week. I had I had a, a list of 10 that I just wrote down because I didn't know how we were going to do it. I put the Outsiders oh. on there. Outsiders definitely top 10 for me. And okay, let's do, it this, let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. Your Mount Rushmore tag teams. I'm not going first. I got to think for a minute. I'm going first. 
Kevin Nash, Ric Flair, or Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. I was going to say, wait a Rick minute. Flair. When the fuck did that happen? Uh, I that would have been, been an awesome tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, so, com- what company was that? Outsiders, Steiners. Uh, Steiners? Yeah. On the Mount Rushmore? Outsiders, Steiners. That's what I'm saying. You're a WWE Steiners fan. They didn't do shit there. Uh, I liked them in WCW, they still, too. They still won the titles two or three times in WWE. Guys who created the, the greatest tag team Harlem divisions. Heat and Road Warriors, except... Not when they were called LOD. Anytime other than that. Just when they were the Road Warriors? I mean, if you're going to pick the Road Warriors, it's Road Warriors from now till the end of eternity. Bro. Yeah, I mean, we can forget about their WWE run. Hawk being wasted fucking shit. Disrespectful. I guess. Their first WWE run was really good, though. They just kind of squandered it away. But Not half as good as any of their NWA shit. All right. What's yours? I'm going to go Dudley's, Hardy's, Road Warriors, and Harlem Heat. Mm. Ooh, leaving E and C off there. I gotta go with. Uh, I don't think they belong. I like. I, I like those guys better as single wrestlers. I don't think Christian Christian belong on the Mount Rushmore. But I gotta go with the Road Warriors and the Hardy Boys. And you're looking at me crazy because I know you're gonna throw the Outlaws on there. No, I'm not. The Rock and Roll Express. You're. <laughs> I guess. What do you mean? They were. I know longevity. I get it. They were wrestling forty years. I mean. If twenty you, of them. If, in if front you of ask nobody, any but. tag team wrestler today, they're going to say, "What was your favorite tag team as a child?" They were more than most 80s. of them. If they weren't born after nineteen ninety, they were huge whatever, in the eighties. Are going to say the Rock and Roll Express, or they're going to mention a match. That I'm they were not in. trying to like shit on and Harlem Heat at all. The Harlem Heat. That's three. That's four. What is it? The Road Warriors. Uh, the Hardy Boys. Uh, who I just said, Harlem Heat. And the Rock and Roll and Express. And the Rock and Roll Express. Express. Yeah, you can't you can't deny none of that shit happened on WWE though. It doesn't doesn't matter. You can't deny that those aren't all some they other than Harlem Heat, all those tech. Yeah, Hardy Boys were in WWE. I mean, uh, other than like, no, I think I don't think Harlem Heat was the only tag team on there that I said that didn't have a WWE match together. That no, was the only one. No, they were only WCW. Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express. Not not Ricky Morton and Bobby Eaton. I'm pretty sure they were for a cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah, no, it was a. Uh, Cornette was managing. It wasn't Ricky. And Walton you know what? I I, sh- no, was, I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't put Harlem Heat on there. I should put Demolition on there. To be quite perfectly oh, honest with you, fuck Demolition. But I'm not going to. But they should be on there. Fucking they should be Legend on of there. Doom. No, he's a fucking garbage or a fucking thief. Whatever the fuck is. They name should was. be higher up on the WWE list too because they were WWE made products too, right? They, yes, they rode the coattails of the LOD. Good job. But either way, they were the ultimate Warriors character in they WCW. They were two dudes from Minnesota from a fucking thing they, that put face from a from a gym that the Road Warriors went to. They kind of looked up to those two. But they were the renegade then, if it worked. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. They were the longest reigning tag team champs in WWE forever. And what now? The record's held by the New Day. I mean, it's kind of well, like... Well, that's because they want you to forget about Axe and Smash, and they don't even talk about those guys at all. No, they talk about the fucking... Which is, uh, it doesn't make sense to me, because I don't believe they ever had any type of bad... What is his goddamn name? The Hamburglar when he j- ran around with the mask on? Fucking stealing shit. Repo Man. Repo Man, yeah. They talked about him, Repo Man. <laughs> Which they talked about... There, I saw a... Uh, I don't remember who put it out, but uh, on SmackDown this week... Uh, He's now going back by Baron Corbin because he lost the King of the Ring crown to Shinsuke Nakamura. Stole it from him. No, he, I guess he lost yeah, the match. Yeah, he lost, he lost the match. That, oh, so he's not King, ba- King, King Corbin. King now. Shinsuke now. So now, yeah, it's King it's Kingsuke Nakamura. <laughs> that's, 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 what, that's what good old Rick Boogs called him last night. 
but uh, <laughs> okay. but no, yeah, yeah, King Corbin's well, Baron Corbin's walking around all depressed and moping. And <laughs> should we have another he, King of the Ring tournament? Nah, let's just have Corbin fight somebody for the crown on his head, and we'll call him the king after yeah. that. This makes no sense. We're yeah. just gonna pass the crown the crown around now, like the twenty four seven championship, and everybody that holds it's the king. You don't even got to hey, be the champion; you can just be the speak, king. Speaking of the twenty four seven championship, it changed hands twice oh, Monday night God. during the battle royal. Because our truth was our <laughs> truth was in it, Drew Gulag was in it, Akira Tozawa was what, in it. What happened to Drew Gulag? He went from being a Daniel Bryan lookalike to fucking fighting for the twenty four seven title every chance he gets. Because who the fuck is Drew Gulag? He'd be a lot better. DB wanted to have him over too, and he's on the writing. He looked just like, like him. He tried to fucking. It's just like what MJF said. Who in the fuck is Griff Garrison? <laughs> That's true too. But uh, he don't get no love. Look, I got that shirt. No. uh... Tazawa is the he was the champion to start the night, and then like th- three of those guys got eliminated about the same time from the battle royal. So our truth rolls him up, gets his baby back for like the fifty something time. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then Gulag rolls him up, gets the title back or gets the title, and then Tazawa kicks or punt kicks him off the uh, apron, rolls him up, gets the title back and runs away and the other two go chasing after him mick foley wasn't even hardcore champ that many times <laughs> and that title got out of control it like should, only, Crash it, Holly wasn't it even should a, only be changing hands on tiktok it should not <laughs> even be a thing at all they need to melt it down and turn it into watches and give it to everybody they fired <laughs> hey back uh, in the day when they first introduced the hardcore championship and wwf that was uh that was that was ahead of its crash, time. Crash I mean, TV. Come on. I mean, it was, it was the, the former Vince WWF Russo championship bullshit. smash. A million people. It, was, it was entertaining every week. It was. it was Vince Russo bullshit. It was a lot more entertaining. It was Jerry Tony. Springer comes to WWE. But it was a lot more. It was ECW it was comes to WWE. Pop culture niche that happened for fucking six months that WWE dragged out for fucking two fucking years. Yeah, but you have to admit they that used was to shit do terrible. it a lot better than they do it now. I, there were some guess. really yeah, good. Just, there were some really. Them. There were some really good hardcore matches that took place back in the day, and compared to what they show you now, is shit. I mean, uh, Cheryl Briscoe like pinning Pat Patterson while he's sleeping until they're that was quiet. after it became a humongous, humongous gimmick title. Okay, so it might but have been cool for three weeks at first for about a year, year and a half. This is when you were still watching WCW, so I'll give you a break. Real, real. For, so when it became when it when they first <laughs> gave when they first gave it to Mick Foley, it was considered as a serious title, and he he defended it seriously for quite Not a while. A year, and, not even close. And to then a year. after he lost it to. Uh, Big Boss Man. After Boss Man lost it to Al Snow, then it became started to become a slow gimmick title. Then Road Dog had it, and then it was Mankind uh, fucking, versus fucking Chainsaw Charlie was fucking dog shit. That wasn't even for the hardcore title, bro. So that yeah. was before the hardcore title, was it? Yeah. This Mick Foley didn't get the hardcore title before until he became Corporate Mick. Oh. And he did the weird shit where he cut like half his hair off. Was and left WWE the, the last of the hardcore game then? Uh, yeah, kind of because WCW yeah, had nasty stolen knobs and fucking. Well, no, even before that, they had stolen Sandman and Raven, and they were kind of doing somewhat hardcore right. shit yeah. in like late '97, early '98. Yeah, Sandman was late well, to that though. That's WWE was later, but Sandman he ended up coming to WCW, and they called him what hack, hardcore hack. But that yeah. was later though. Before that, was... they had nasty knobs versus Raven versus Bam Bam Bigelow and shit like that. Yeah, but I mean, in WWE they it had like make sense then they had people going through tables. But they didn't have anyone like doing straight up like using the cane and like I remember Sandman coming out and using barbed wire and canes 
and uh, putting people through tables like him and him and Bam Bam Bigelow specifically had a bunch of hardcore matches in fucking WCW. Uh, I've watched a few in pay per view matches because they had um, is it Sandman's wife or his girlfriend? Blonde that was uh, Raven's sister, right? I think so. Or maybe that's the way they build it on WCW as the story. I'm not sure about. She was life. in ECW too. Um, but she uh, was the one they fucking uh, crucified when Kurt Angle was there, right? She was part of all that bullshit. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think that was Sandman's real life girlfriend, that chick. For I'm a pretty while. sure it was Raven's little sister or some shit. And then the blonde that used to come out with Sandman, whose relative was that? Um, shit. Um, uh, was it Raven's sister? It's something like that. Yeah. She's the one that got crucified on ECW, right? I thought that Kurt cru- Angle was in the I thought they crucified. With. I thought they crucified well, yeah. Sandman. Yeah, Sandman was crucified. Chastity. That's what they called her in WCW, but I think her name was something different. ECW. Well, what it was the Sandman? It was the Sandman. Sandman's wife and daughter or son. Son, yeah, Colt. Oh, he's gonna. Because right. Ra- Ravens. Raven Ra- cut the promo. Yep. Your son Colton used to love you, and now he loves me. And he's like, I worship <laughs> Raven, and did a little thing where he puts his head backwards. Then they ran off. Kurt <laughs> Angle. Yeah, he, had to, he had to go out and publicly apologize. <laughs> yeah. And that was the ECW storyline. That was a good angle they had there. Raven put on some really good matches. WWE, when he came back, like, in 2000 or 2001 or whatever, and WCW closed, like, he had some promos he cut before his matches, and, like, he was pretty much strictly doing hardcore matches. But, like, he had some promos he cut, and, like, they were goofy as shit. But if you understand Raven's character, you knew what he was talking about. But Vince McMahon or whoever, like, they didn't they just understand... They seen Raven backstage, and Vince is like, who right. the fuck hired Johnny Polo? Right, but when he first shows up, he's cutting these promos before his matches, and you can tell like they couldn't understand like his promos. So like he'd be starting to cut a promo, and then some dude's music would hit and cut him off. He and that's how you like, know when they don't understand the dude. What, you know what I mean? A lot of drugs at that time, too. Yeah, but he, the promos he was cutting made sense. They did not make sense. It was just They just got to the point where like, they're like, we don't like you using giant poindexter words. His fans don't get it, so we're just going to start cutting your mic in the middle of your promos. I remember when uh, Raven first showed up in WCW. My uh, mom and dad used to watch WCW with me. I mean, because yeah, what, when he when he started, sh- what, Raven showed up in, what, 97? Yep. Yeah. So, About mid. Yeah, my parents were like, who in the hell is this guy? And I already <laughs> knew who he was because I watched ECW, but... They didn't know I was watching I ECW, Raven, but dude. I was watching ECW at the time. What about me? I mean, what great... about Raven? Yeah. But uh, he has a brilliant wrestling mind, man. Oh, like, dude, he cut some of the best promos back in the day. Raven's For... flock was a shit. Saturn breaking away the dress match. They could have loser has to wear a mat a dress, and then which... even after he didn't have to, he still did. <laughs> which, which my mom hated Raven and his whole flock for the longest time, and then. Once Kidman, Kidman had the seven year itch, bro. Well, well, yeah. Once Kidman, <laughs> once once Kidman actually cleaned himself up, she's like, "Oh, I like him. Yeah. He's good. He's, yeah, he's come my, out." Uh, the shooting Star Press was called the seven. My year aunt itch. lived next door to us, and uh, like I was watching wrestling or whatever, and they'd buy our buy the pay per views, have my aunts and uncles over and shit, and we'd all watch it. And that's my my aunt Kim. She was like, "Oh, I'm a big Billy Kidman fan." Motherfucker had fleas. She has a yeah. Billy <laughs> walking around scratching. <laughs> She has a Billy Kidman magnet on her refrigerator still that she bought at that time. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> he was cool when he broke away and became a singles wrestler. He was cruiserweight champ for a while. Dude, I the think whole, he, he won the TV title. Him and Mikey Whipwreck put on a hell of a clinic at one of the WCW pay-per-views. Dude, him and Ray's fucking 
clinics for the cruiserweight title back and forth were amazing till they came tag team champions and ran over that whole fucking division. Was the That's shit. true too. Yeah, him and Ray. Hon- honestly, title. the cruiserweight division in WCW was one of the highlights of WCW. Oh yeah, I all mean, the filthy animal shit was the best. That was the best part of WCW. Once Master P, hooty hoo. Not even that. <laughs> Fuck Bit. Master P out of here. That bullshit. Big T versus Booker T for the letter T. You mean all that Johnson? <laughs> Those were some of my favorite times. You know what one? That's of, why you like that. You know what dude, one of my favorite times? Booker was? T versus Big T for the letter T. Yeah, and that says everything you need to know about the end of WCW. <laughs> yeah, and, and Booker T lost the bro. letter T hey. and had to come back as hey, GI Bro. Came yeah. back, joined in, MIA. And, come on, in GCW, you had the Invisible Man against the Invisible Stan. That's yeah, true you too. literally had two guys, or it was nobody wrestling each other. And the referee was and the referee yep. who now referees for. AEW, which is Bryce Rimsburg, put on a pair of special sunglasses that he could see the two invisible wrestlers, and they had a 15-minute match yep, that went to the balcony, and they came off the balcony, and yeah. The referee was Kenny Omega. They, in. they they had a guy fought both. They had them. a guy standing behind the curtain that would flip it up and make it look like the guy came out to for the match, and it, was, it actually kind of is kind of funny because goofy it, shit. Yeah, it flips open, and all of a sudden you hear "fuck you, Stan." Fuck <laughs> you, Stan. <laughs> goofy shit, man. Like yeah, like Kenny Omega wrestling the invisible person. But I mean, GCW has a lot of crazy shit like that. Just like what is it? Two weekends from now, we get uh, Matt Cardona and Nick Gage for the GCW Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Nick Gage is a crazy fuck. Yep. Matt Cardona's going to get his head cut up. Like, I'm not saying that shit ain't entertaining, but the people that not, fucking do the hardcore deathmatch bullshit. It's not entertaining. Like, it's brutal. I mean, It's, it's cringy I, to watch. I, I'm not saying that it's not an art form of some sort, but and I respect them for what they do, but I don't find Nick it Gage entertaining. Nick Gage is crazy. Crazy. I don't, I don't find what, it entertaining. What, even Matt Cardona, he fucking never, died in a deathmatch tournament. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick, yeah. He had to be airlifted out of the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But whoever thought it was a good idea to put light tubes vertical on the ring, <laughs> right? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. It's, like I said, I don't care for any of that. Death it's one thing. It's one thing smacking you with it, but standing it up vertical. If you get dropped on that, yeah, it's gonna cut the living <laughs> shit out of you. I mean, I, you. I do feel like it's an, an art form in the fact that you have to use all I, those dangerous weapons and try not to kill each other I, with them in a sport where you're was, trying to kill each other with them. I was going to say, I was up on a ladder like 30 feet in the air changing those light bulbs one day at work, and I had one blow up in my hand and cut the living shit out of my thumb. Right. Uh, also, uh, probably the only time in the store that you ever heard me yell fuck as loud as possible. <laughs> but uh, This is not how I wanted to do a fucking blade job. Yeah. <laughs> I just came off the top of it after that. Elbow dropped all the rest of them. And yep. Took six months off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swan time bomb right off the top of the oh, third ladder. Fucking nuts, dude. No, that would have hurt. I would right. I would have went right into the pharmacy. Yeah, he's like six <laughs> foot five or six foot six too. So it would have been a loud bang when he hit the floor. Especially because I was like thirty feet up. <laughs> been a DDT bang. You can do that and hit the top of the coolers and be all right. Just to let you know, though, I'm not afraid to stand on the top of the ladder like Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to have to edit out this dead space. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, screw it. Let's just keep it in there. What happens on the podcast stays on the podcast. Uh, Well, we've talked about NXT. We talked about Monday Night Raw. We've talked about AEW. And Money in the Bank coming up. It is. So I was going to try to move us to SmackDown because Money in the Bank has some big, important things going on, apparently. Uh, We have Edge and Roman Reigns. Which, uh, 
which last week Seth Rollins tried to get his match against Roman because that's the only person on SmackDown that hasn't went up against I think um, Roman. I, I have a, a feeling that for some reason either Seth Rollins is going to, I don't know if he's in Interfere. the money. Is he in the Money in the Bank match? Uh, he is next week now. If uh, We get to watch him fight Cesaro again, and the winner qualifies for Money in the Bank. If Seth Rollins wins and wins the Money in the Bank. I think he immediately cashes in on. No. I think he might keep keep that, but if he Russell Cesaro and loses and he's not in the money in the bank, I think he, they're going to try to pull that old uh, he was mad because he didn't get to have a match at money in the bank and he's already come out and called out Edge for getting a title shot just by showing up. You know, it's not fair you get well, a title shot well, just by showing up. Well, no, they're, they're, they're saying now that Edge is getting his title shot because at WrestleMania it was a triple threat match and he won the Royal Rumble and he didn't get his one-on-one match. That's bullshit. So... Uh, I feel like that probably Edge is going to have the match won. Rollins is going to come out, cost him the win. Roman retains, and then you get to see Edge versus Rollins at SummerSlam. Roman versus John Cena, like we've talked about previously, because Roman's not losing to Edge. He's done already dubbed the double stack pin at WrestleMania. Edge's whole run. He does it again with Seth Rollins. Edge's whole run. As he cashes it in. No, I don't think Seth plus, Rollins is going to. If he does win the money in the bank, he don't cash it in. It's that, plus, that they, won't, they won't put they won't put Seth against Roman for the fact that they're both heels. Vince, right. Vince doesn't put heels against each other. Well, I've, I mean, that's true, but. Unless John Cena beats Roman Reigns, then I could see him cashing in immediately and beating John Cena so John Cena don't got to stay around at SummerSlam. But I don't see him cashing it in because I don't think. I think that, whatever yeah, happens, Edge isn't going to be the between one now. He couldn't and do it at WrestleMania. The time the Rock and Roman Reigns come is irrelevant. Well, well it they've will been, not be remembered. Uh, they've been talking about the Rock either showing up at WrestleMania this year, but they keep talking even more. He's mm-hmm. gonna. He's, he's gonna be a whole other year. He's too busy. He's got movies. They're, yeah, they're gonna. They're talking about him showing up for the Hollywood WrestleMania, yeah. which is in 2023. Right. He's doing the fucking Shazam movie. Or not Shazam, but the uh, Black Lightning Black movie or the Black, Black Adam, Adam movie, and he's doing. Uh, like, He'll be president like, before that. Well, that's how he's going to run for president. He's going to come back just like Trump did and fucking <laughs> get on wrestling, make his name mainstream. Have a hair again, versus hair match with Vince McMahon. Get him with the people, um, and fucking he's going to run for president. He's doing this Rock TV show, and there's well, another movie he's working on right now too, I believe, and then Hobbs and Shaw too, supposedly. So his movie career is kind of in the way of wrestling for like the next two years, like you said. Uh, so I don't see that match plus, happening anytime plus, soon. Plus, The Rock knows when to cash in his uh, publicity. So, right. it, and if I've, you're having WrestleMania in Hollywood, in the new brand new stadium that the Rams are playing in, yep, yeah, they're gonna, he's gonna cash it in then. If not, then he'll host the show or some shit. So I'll go down at that show to which, cause them to get together at the next WrestleMania. <laughs> what the hell is the point of having hosts at WrestleMania that come out for two seconds and don't do jack shit except know, dress man. up as pirates? Well, yeah, Pirate Hogan. Yeah, that was, was Pirate Hogan. I think this year the whole Hogan. point of them having hosts was to make fucking Hulk Hogan as as uncomfortable as possible. No one likes that. I did think it was hilarious though when Bailey kept trying to get with him and they're like, "Oh, you want to go check out the boat?" I guess got yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes Hulk Hogan anymore. It's sad. He used to be the greatest thing hey, was, next to an. A-ball. He got a huge pop. He, I was, he came out. He I, was, was, I was rocking my Hulkamania. Did he, shirt or yesterday. was it a pumped-in crowd pop? I don't know. That was the first time crowd was there. Not that the whole crowd wasn't there, and they still made it look like the whole crowd was there. So was it really the crowd? Titus even came it? out, said he had fun working with Hulk Hogan. And yeah, well, the new day didn't still expect him to get a, anything good about Hulk Hogan. He didn't so. get a chance to. He didn't, he didn't think that Hogan was going to get as big of a pop as he did when they walked out that night. And he's like, well, I guess, you know, it's Hulk Hogan, blah, blah. The New Day doesn't feel the same. <laughs> well, 
I guess from the greatest tag team championship in history. Well, I seen Andre slam himself at WrestleMania, so <laughs> that that match though, honestly, was other than that slam, that match didn't have anything going on in it. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, Andre was, well, was fucking... Andre, Andre was past the point of being able to wrestle to walk. He ripped off Hogan's necklace and cut his chest though in the promo. And yeah, it's a, it a couple of weeks. Blood before, got shed months before, right? But blood got shed, and that's what started kicked the feud off and made it real serious. <laughs> so he ripped what? that necklace off, caused them rain. just that that whole match got built with them coming to the ring, like they're like, like the stadium had literal like vibrations, and it was like building to a frenzy fucking point. Like that's the only thing that had to happen, and they had to match. walk like a half a mile to get to the ring too. They didn't even walk fucking. Yeah, well, they brought oh, the that's right. They came yeah, they out on carts. That's because they were so far away, huh? Yeah, they brought them in on. Uh, I forgot about that shit. The they even showed fucking Andre so being wheeled back in the fucking. Andre couldn't go out and walk out because the cart of shame and shit. The cart of shame. Sitting there with his head down, Bobby Heenan like patting him on the back, like it's all right, champ. <laughs> <laughs> fucking goofy. Dude. As he as he's in the ring, going slam me, boss. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, speaking of slams, uh, we had a, a Money in the Bank qualifying match, last man standing, between uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which there was quite a bit of slamming happening in that match. Yeah, they were trying to keep the crowd entertained because the last few matches they've had haven't been that entertaining, really. Which, honestly, hopefully this is the last time we see those two go at it for a while. This Hopefully this ends their feud. It'd be nice to see them wrestle other people for which, a while or somebody different or maybe go to different shows or, I don't know, something's What, uh... At least from what I remember in the match, uh, KO took three Haluva kicks. Yep. KO went through a double stack table. Uh, Sammy went through the announce table. He went through another table. How did they not get uh, disqualified for him and through the table? Well, you get disqualified for just hitting somebody's head off the side it was, of the table. It was the last man standing. Oh, that's why. <laughs> which, which, <laughs> makes, which KO did uh, exactly what he did when he wrestled against uh, Roman in that last man standing match. I don't remember which pay-per-view it was. You ran him over with the cart. No, yeah, oh, uh, that's too bad. He, that was cool. After the three Haluva kicks, they got to nine, and he rolled out of the ring. So he dropped onto his feet, and he was still in the match like he did when he rolled off the uh, the stage. I and, got you. Yeah. Huh. The bad part is I don't know how uh, R- Roman technically technically is still the champion. Figuring when that match happened, uh, he was sitting on his ass for at least a sixty count. They botched out that <laughs> match real bad with Roman and, and Kevin Owens because they had the referee come out and start counting, and then you could see somebody off screen like like tell the referee yeah. like, "Hey, stop hey, counting hey, and get hey, off camera yeah, real stop, quick." Stop. Yeah. Paul Heyman had to come out and fucking <laughs> Roman Reigns is about to be counted out. You got to take him off camera. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> you could see somebody like Shadow like, "Hey, hey, hey, get out of here! You're on camera too soon, sir." Like they just knocked the referee out, and all of a sudden one shows up, counts to nine, and then stands there for like ten minutes and don't say shit. Paul Heyman's frantically struggling to get the, to get the handcuffs it's off like, of him. They should have gave him some it cutters, man, yeah. and said cut that little chain. Which, speaking of that stuff, too, you know, it was actually awesome in WWE this week on their two main shows. We did not have a single most devastating move in sports entertainment win. No roll-ups. Oh, no roll-ups. Oh, shit. So all the wrestling that's happened since the uh, last time we got together for this, what, what was the high spot for you this week, Clint? Uh, my high spot for the week is... The fans for the AEW show, because for a good portion of the show, they were standing on their feet the whole entire time. It was a, it was a and good show. Not only that, but they have been, they are the first live crowd that we've seen since the pandemic, like at a giant show that we've seen since the pandemic. How many people were there? Up. 
I don't know how many uh, people are Taylor, exactly were there, but Taylor's Daly's place holds, I think, about 5,000 people. They have been at about 150 to 200 people, whatever they would let them at for capacity and whatever six inches or six feet apart is or whatever the, the, the shit is down in Florida. Since they have allowed them to do that, they've had that many people at their shows. Plus, they've had their own wrestlers around the ring just to you know make it look like there's somebody there. And like I said, last night for a good portion of the show, they were all standing. Obviously, AEW is about to go back out on the road. So a lot of those people, I think, were just trying to give it up for the fact that, you know, they're not going to be there anymore. It's the last show at that place for a while. And the last match was so good that everyone just had to stand on their feet because they wanted to know who the fuck the winner was going to be. When was the last time you can remember, other than someone coming out and getting in the ring, everybody in a WWE match just, like, standing the whole time in anticipation to see who's actually going to win that match? You haven't for a long time. I think yeah, I think you owe all that to Luchasaurus and his killer promo this week. Yeah. Had to be that. So <laughs> my, my high spot for the week is just the fans in general for, for putting that much passion back into the wrestling show because there hasn't been fans in fucking two years. Which, which and speaking. so that gives me great anticipation for what we were about to see as everyone you're goes. You're about to be one of those fans, ain't you? I hope yeah, so. I was, about, I was about to say, if you're speaking of those fans and everything and AEW coming back on the road, if you live in the same state as us in Illinois, uh all Out is coming to September. Chicago in September 5th, but they actually released that uh, the entire week, Dynamite, Rampage, and the pay-per-view are all happening in Chicago. You can buy tickets to all three in a package deal. Um, uh, really? But not yeah. and, and not just AEW fans, but WWE fans, Impact fans, whoever goes out to watch an actual wrestling show like that, for me, is a good portion of the show that I love because I like the fan interactions. And I feel like the fans themselves get the wrestlers more hyped up to do better in the ring, and get. I'm sure there's get, some wrestlers the, right now that are the, over that disagree with you. The, who ain't the, gonna be over once? The no, they won't be. There's back. like a lot of them that are probably going to lose their spot immediately <laughs> once they start pumping that fake crowd noise in. Like Apollo Cruz, probably one of them. Um, but you oh, know what I mean? On, just, it's Apollo. <laughs> just the live crowd in general. And it's like a rock and roll show. When the live crowd's going, they control the sway of the show no matter what anyone on the stage is doing. So if there's a Metallica show playing and someone's playing before them, all the Metallica fans want to see Metallica, they generally turn their backs to oh, everyone else oh, yeah. until Metallica comes out. And if people don't get to see good wrestling, I think we might start seeing them turn their backs till they see that good wrestling. And the crowd's just going to take over. You might hear CM Punk chants on the very first night we have a WWE crowd back in the thing. <laughs> I'm hoping to hear AEW chants in the crowd of a WWE show when it comes back on, just because I'm ready for that annoying shit. The what chants? <laughs> I don't care for the yes chants. I never have. But the what chants? What? The you fucked up chants? The, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is boring. Uh, asshole. <laughs> asshole right that asshole. one you know i'm just super hyped for all of us so that's my high spot this week the fans in general for coming back to the shows and what's, which, what's which, your high spot this week my high spot for this week is actually from nxt uk the jordan devlin and a kid match if you have a chance to check it out definitely check it out yeah i'm gonna have to find it and watch it's it jordan I'm not devlin a, and who a kid I'm not, a kid i'm not a uk guy so uh a kid is a spanish wrestler he's the first ever heritage cup champion in uh nxt uk um they're both very young they're both cruiserweights but uh they do high spots they're both high flyers but they are technical wrestlers they slap the shit out of each other i mean pretty the, stiff oh yeah the match ended in a submission it's a uh, really yeah they it actually happen often these days they actually work the psychology of a match especially cruiserweights like 
Like right. uh, one of them focused on one's arm because their finisher has to do with the arm. The other one focused on the dude's knee because the other one's finisher has to do with the knee. You mean the shit that makes sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which also in the same program, you actually had the Heritage Cup defended, which it was Tyler Bate who is the Heritage Cup champion. He went against Jack Stars. It's a pretty good match, too, if you have the chance to check it out. I said, I've never watched an episode of UK at all, ever. Me either. So I have to sit down and watch it and check it out. I'm, That's I like, the one with your boy Walter on it, right? Yeah, I like Walter, though. He's he, he put, which, Every time he's on an American show, he puts on a hell of a show. So Which uh, Walt, Walter was on last week, and he, he's going to start his rivalry with uh, Ilya Dragunov again, which Ilya is a little dude, but he will slap the shit out of people just like Walter. <laughs> well, you never know. Walter could be headed to the main roster himself. Uh, whole grill full then, of charcoal. And then, and then, and then if, you actually, if you actually want a high spot, high spot for the week for me, Ricochet springboard over the mat and taking out Johnny Drip Drip behind yeah. the behind <laughs> yep. the screens. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That too. was good. Yep. And that's another thing. WWE is not going to be able to hide all their fucking off camera giant falls to the ground or whatever off with the Thunderdome going away. They're not going to be able to edit it so to where it looks like they're not. You know, they're going to have to hit the hard mat again. Which which in that match it actually made sense. Right after that move, the match ended in a double countout because you literally just knock the shit out of both of you <laughs> so you're not making it back to the ring in right. a tank out hmm. so what was your high spot of the week uh, so like probably the best thing that happened in the world of professional wrestling the high spot of wrestling for me for the week was uh vince mcmahon showing up at uh dave Chappelle's comedy show in the background <laughs> taking a picture of fucking donnell rollins and shit <laughs> stephanie mcmahon looking like she's wasted in the background to me just the donnell rollins vince mcmahon <laughs> dave Chappelle, and i'd like to hear <laughs> donnell <laughs> i'd like to hear that podcast imagine getting all three of them guys on joe rogan together at the same time that would be no. fucking awesome vince man the, like you can't control the sneeze ha <laughs> ha fuck sneezing <laughs> <laughs> just Donnell Rollins is fucking hilarious. Yeah, is. Anyway, just listening to him talk about anything. Like you never laugh. hear Vince going out and doing any of that shit. He's never backstage at like a Pearl Jam That's, concert or anything th- like that. You know, I was just thinking about something about that the other day. You see all these celebrities in the media and what they're doing all the time and shit. And the whole entire time I've been a fan of Vince McMahon. He's like a billionaire. He's just fucking like, working on wrestling. That's it. Right. Like Elon Musk is in the out car, there. In you the see plane. Like, like some kind of knockoff fucking rag magazine fucking have weird stories about Hitler coming back, have stories about celebrities and things like that. You don't ever see TMZ about Vince McMahon. You don't ever see Vince McMahon out for a stroll on the weekend. With he wrecked his on. car that one time. That's the one thing that I've seen. Like, uh, he wrecked his car. Yeah. And he got out, and his first phone call was to Gerald Briscoe because he owns that fucking Body Briscoe shop. Brothers. Yeah. But, truck. like, other than that, like, you know what I mean? Like, TMZ will have, like, oh, Tony Khan out doing this. You don't see TMZ, like, oh, look, we caught Vince McMahon on his way to the grocery store. Because he don't catch that motherfucker here. And his here. fucking phantom. No, because he's Rides got, like, people style. like Bruce Pritchard that go do that shit for him. He probably never right. leaves his house. Well, no, I mean, he fucking flies private. You're not allowed in TMZ right. and can't have crowds there and shit. He's, why would I, have a, <laughs> why would I go to the elite. grocery store, pal? I've got guys for that. He make he works while he like doesn't does his like you know how many like shows they've written like in Vince McMahon's barber shop that he goes to in like New York or whatever like Fuck yeah him. we gotta the guys that work you don't see in the car and the, the guys that you were talking about earlier like why Amber Moon didn't make it on the main roster them are the guys that go and get Vince McMahon's groceries for him and shit right. <laughs> 
The bad part is, if we all had Vince McMahon's money, we wouldn't be going to the fucking grocery store either. Oh, I would. <laughs> yeah. I, I would. I'd be throwing fun coupons in every aisle as I was walking up and down the I need a gallon of milk. Here's fifty dollars. Will that cover it? All right. <laughs> Doesn't know what a fucking small bill uh, looks like. I don't like. know, man. We got to give a tip too. How, how many years? 60. How many years do you think it's been since Vince McMahon's seen a one dollar bill? Yeah. <laughs> I bet he gives his grandkids My, 20s and grandpa can I get a one what's a one don't even have cash on him Stephanie at all. what's a one <laughs> what's a one I've never seen one of those he probably still has his first ever dollar bill he made off of wrestling on his wall you his think office. he's a huge tight ass like that no he's got a goddamn Tyrannosaurus Rex skull in his fucking office <laughs> he's probably spending money stupid like he tried to buy a fucking football company, started it, failed, then tried to restart it and failed again and still is not in the fucking negative at he all. He didn't fail. He sold it to The Rock. Whatever. It fucking didn't make it the on pa- TV. And I don't well, see The Rock well, putting it out anytime it, soon. Actually, it would have made it, but the pandemic killed it. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it actually see, was. What it was not, doing good. Yes. See, no. It, see, the thing of That's it is, God though. That's telling Vince McMahon, you WWE can only own one, was not being two. Investigated. <laughs> That's one thing that the pandemic canceled that ain't nobody talking about no more. The WWE was being looked into by the SEC because they were using money fucking uh, for money they'd made for uh, having a good year or whatever. And they put it in the XFL and a bunch of uh, shareholders were suing them for uh, mishandling funds and everything. And then the pandemic happened and he sold it to The Rock. And that's the last thing you heard. That's because The Rock's Rock's up up and all the up and ups with the SEC Mm -hmm. and shit. He don't yeah. fuck around the rock down. Or maybe he does. <laughs> well, I used to wait. I don't even see the Rock's football company running right now. Right now we're at a fucking uh what was the name of the show he was on on fucking uh HBO? He's trying Ballers. to li- he's trying to live that in real life at this moment with the Rock <laughs> He's doing so many movies, trying to be a professional wrestler. When the fuck's he gonna have time to run a football company? He, that's what his that's and what his ex wife's part of. I don't think he's allowed to be president and run a football company. Why can't you be president and run a football company? I don't think it's allowed. I don't think yeah, you're allowed to do those it's things. It's not allowed when uh George W. Bush uh, became president. He had to give controlling yeah. interest of the Rangers to, I think, his son. Trump had to give or, up wait, some not kind his of... son. He doesn't have sons. His daughters. Uh, didn't Trump have something to do with the Buffalo Bills, too, before he, he had some... He, no, he used no, to... He, uh, but he, I think he still had some kind of stock or something like that, because I remember reading the thing that he had to sell some kind of stock in the football team in order to be able to run for I, president. I was going to say, Trump always wanted that. The NFL that. thinks that? Yeah, it's part of their governing the rules. Yeah. Yeah. There right. are rules. They ain't the same thing as the XFL, then, motherfucker. I, who would want to be president of the United States but and the run thing, the XFL? But the Nobody. thing is, the Trump. He'd sell that shit for fucking campaign money. I was going to say, the thing is, Trump always wanted an NFL team, but they know how Trump is, and they didn't want to let him in, so he bought the <laughs> USFL. And, well, we all know how that happened. Just, like just like the XFL, it folded. Yeah. Actually, that yeah, we weren't even alive when that uh, was going on. <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> so. We did have a return this week in wrestling. If we want to finish the show on that point, oh yeah, Selena. yeah, yeah. We're talking about Selena Vega. Selena yeah. Vega, yeah. With Selena. She's the she's... she is the surprise entrant into the women's Money in the Bank ladder she's, match. She's actually going to be a wrestler this time, huh? She was being a wrestler when they cut her. She was a wrestler before, and she just I don't know the users. Yeah, she's not that she was a bad manager. She was always a wrestler, but they just didn't use her in the yeah, ring. And she's, last thing I remember, she had a match against Oscar, and then they're like, "Oh, she's gone." And she was doing good. She yeah. was cooking because she was about that union life. Now she's not apparently. But and that, and that tweet was taken down. Yeah. You can't find it now. Yeah. Well, that's because <laughs> they hired her to a brand new contract that you don't know about how much money she's getting paid, but. It's probably a good amount, I would imagine, so you can take care of her and her husband. You, yeah, you released her husband, but you brought back Zelina Vega. All them cosplay pictures they was putting out, there ain't no way they couldn't rehire. She's, she's too hot of a commodity not to. 
I would have liked mm-hmm. to see her come to AEW and be with Andrade again. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, like, if she wants to be a wrestler, or like, or they could have brought her back and she could have been the manager for LAX. You well, don't like Vicky Guerrero being? Eh, a she was manager? in LAX one time, so you know. I want to see her be a Do manager. I, I like want to see her wrestle. Vicky Guerrero? Yeah. No. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I've been I, a, I I really enjoyed watching Britt Baker slap her around this week on <laughs> AEW. I've been a huge fan of hers for a long time since she Which was also in Re- TNA, also Rebel. TNA, yeah. Rebel uh, heal up pretty quickly. We yeah. Say that she dislocated her kneecap in the match that she was in. It looked bad. So she looked like somebody shot her when she fell over. See the uh, fan. The are the fans of our show that listen to our show. We actually do watch wrestling for the week. Just. We're gonna go off topic a lot. <laughs> it, it was the bad it was when she when she dislocated that knee. That was bad. Like and then she was like trying to pull herself out of the ring, and you can see her at the bottom of the screen, like ah, yeah, she's like trying she, to pull trying her whole to, body weight out of the ring. It's kind of like watching a zombie that it, you blow in half crawling at you. Yeah, in a it video was game. it was weird. Like when she goes to run in, like you like she like it does look like somebody just like blew her leg out from underneath. Like somebody shot her leg off, and she falls down and like. Like just dead bodies on top of Britt Baker, and then Britt Baker kind of like has to roll her off of her, and then she just lays there. And I was like, she didn't even take a bump. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? And I think about I th- it from I was like, oh man. I, th- I think she had a non-contact, pretty much injury where she yeah. just her knee buckled. Yeah, she just got out. I think she was running across the ring to do a spot, and as soon as she leaned in to do the spot, her knee dislocated, and fucking, it was just really, really strange looking. I feel bad for her because she just came off a leg injury, so. All right, I guess a good way to finish the show since we've been having the Great American Bash playing behind us for a good hour now. Best announced team ever in the history of wrestling. Mike Tanay, Tony Schiavone, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. They were pretty good. Give them a WWE show to do in, in, in the Attitude Era and not fucking <laughs> put JR in there and take out fucking Tony, Mike Tanay. Tony doesn't have his beard right now, though. Mike so. Tanay's the best one there, I think. No, nah, brought Bobby the Brain's the, the best professor, one Professor Mike Tanay, he's a fucking walking encyclopedia. Bobby the Brain's the best one. Now, now Excalibur wants to be the next him, but he is no Mike today. No. <laughs> the bad sure part is, I don't even know why he's masked or why his name's Excalibur. Thing is, have you stupid. have you noticed, like listening to him the past few weeks, like they'll do a move and he'll try to come up with a name for it because the move doesn't actually really have a name. He's like, oh, that's the popcorn. <laughs> it's like, shut up, come on. Yeah, just call it what it is. Or- I'm like. I'm like, people need to be giving him more shit than what they gave JR this week. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about about ending the show as we end the show and go off. Yeah, don't forget to tune into WWE Dynamite next week. And then the bad part, like... uh, they edited it out at least with the replays? No. No. They just kept it. The bad part is JR didn't even notice he did it. Yeah. I seen he's... Like, uh... He's talking about maybe fucking quitting announcing now because people are giving him so much shit. he's (laughs) He's the greatest announcer that there pretty much ever was. People make mistakes. Oh, I don't know. Girl Monsoon was pretty good. Well, yeah, but you're not oh. at the top of your game if you're making mistakes like that. Uh, he's older, though. And that's why I said there's sometimes when there's big old spots. I mean, you talked about this, right? I love JR as an announcer. I really do. He enhances that. everything. But can... there are spots in AEW, and it's like there are good spots where you could be like, oh, this happened. And then JR's like, oh, man, she come off the top rope. But then there's other times where he hits it and he gets it real good. And there's times where he just. Completely flat with it. Not that he's phoning it in, but I don't think it's registering like it used to. My, he's my favorite JR thing, fucking last couple weeks or whatever, is but I love Jake JR. Hager's MMA matches. Hammer fist! Hammer fist! Hammer fist! Had to get that shit over, bro. <laughs> hey, man, he loves Jake Hager. That's but, another uh, Oklahoma boy. Oh, yeah. My thoughts are. All American. My thoughts are he talks about how he does some drinking. So he probably has had a few tipsy 
tipsy dudes there. Well, yeah, figuring if he you, didn't take if you follow him on Twitter or Instagram, like 9 o'clock in the morning, he's like, having breakfast and a mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> so he's probably a little drunk, a little older. You know, his eyes A lot of shit's happened to him, man, and he has not taken any time off to fucking and, and deal with it. he's probably back like. there scrolling through his phone, barely paying attention to the matches. But anyway, there's, there's a lot of wrestlers, though, that uh, sent him messages this week, and they're like, don't worry about it, big guy. And they're like, why, did I do something wrong? Like, he didn't even realize he did it. Yeah, he, uh, I guess. And, and then half of them didn't want to tell him what he did. I guess some people have kind of brought light to it, and he's kind of he's kind of gotten sad about it, I guess. His right. brain's going, huh? He's just, All you know. guy's getting dementia. And he's tired of people giving him shit. I told you on his podcast, every time he starts out, he goes on about the trolls for a little while, giving him shit about his nuts huh. every week. My well, boy. Thing is, thing is, I'm pretty sure when. Uh, Sassafras. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure when JR is ready to hang it up, I'm pretty sure Chris Jericho is going to move into the desk for it. That would be cool. I like Jericho's answer. Oh, yeah. He did good on this week's episode. Of yeah, he'd be good. Or AEW, my bad. I called it Impact. Whoops. But I don't think he drinks. See, that's an JR. That's a mistake. Full of JR. <laughs> no, I don't know if I can be on the podcast. I don't think he though. drinks any less than JR does, though. Jericho. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're always, always they're partying down there in Florida. It's causing problems. TNA. Just, and, just a little, and, just a little bit of the bubbly. TNA is in Nashville. Well, I mean, they when they were being filmed in Nashville. Yep. When it were, when they were in Florida, well, like that's when Jeff Jarrett in, said in, he, Impact Wrestling. Like not, not I thought they were anymore. in Canada. No, Anthem, the company that owns them, is Canadian. But, but yeah, they're filming in Nashville. They're huh? filming in Nashville. Like like when Jeff Jarrett was in said when you know when he was in TNA, like after the show, like they're always drinking or going to some bar and because they're all just based right there. You know they weren't traveling around and shit, and so that's where a lot of them drinking problems and things like that come from because they're always well we do not have to show. Of course they're going to the normal local bar that all the wrestlers go to. Before you know it, you're a fucking alcoholic. So that's uh-huh. something you got to watch with some of this shit here. All right, your favorite uh, Great American Bash moment? Uh, I have to go with Little Nate versus Gorgeous George. My bitch versus yours. With this is what Macho Nature Man Boy said. Ric Flair <laughs> in one corner and Macho Man in the other corner when Macho Madness came back and he was fucking like ridiculously juiced on steroids and was like a giant Spider-Man giant 2 man. Or Spider-Man 1 days. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> he was enormous, dude, but that was that was my favorite. That's that's gotcha. a game, total gimmick Three match. 3 minutes of pain. Charles Robinson the referee still referees in WWE. He looked kind of and he still does look similar Macho to like a fucking caved his chest in that night. He looks like a fucking 4 foot 9 version of Ric Flair basically. And so they got yeah, him he... a spray tan, they cut his hair down exactly like Ric Flair's. They got him a little robe that says little Nate on it. I was going to say he uh they he... got boots. He, he refereed half the matches on SmackDown last he night. He refereed almost every single one of Ric Flair's matches in WCW, I think. But he got boots that said like uh, they had like on LN on them for yeah. Lil Nate, and his fucking trunks even had LN it where Ric Flair had the fucking RF on it. And uh, him and Gorgeous Joe put on a pretty good match, really, to be honest with you. It was actually entertaining. Even though it was, like I said, it was total gimmick. Was that? Was that uh, uh, she, hit him, she hits him with the fucking elbow nine, drop at, off 99? the top rope. Was, yeah, that, was, that, was that pre before she found the uh, cameras in her yeah, I think so. According to that was Dark they, Side of the Moon. That was when they first... Dark, dark, not Dark Side of the Moon. No, I'm JR in it. <laughs> dark <laughs> dark side, side of the Ring. But yeah, uh, I think that was before she found all that Macho was being crazy recording her? That's what she says. Yeah. That's what I she claims. Well, I mean, I think Elizabeth probably got the worst. Who knows that. what other kind of weird shit. What, did, what, didn't she go crazy and have herself recorded after she got done with wrestling anyway? Wow. Well, so know. she can't really complain about Macho when she let other guys <laughs> do it, right? I mean... Maybe she, it's because of him is why she did it. And then she got blacklisted from everything because get, of Macho Man. Yeah. 
course. Yeah. It's always his fault. She did porn, right? No, that's what I just said, but that's she what I was She was doing ju- porn before that. that. She was a porn star the whole no, time. She was, a, she was a stripper when she met him. But oh. that's what I was referring to getting So he just brought a stripper to be on national TV is what happened. Yeah, and then she made a little money and got a little bit maybe more popular than he did for a hot second. Hot second. And um, then then she oh, fuck gorgeous. Then George. she let other guys record her, and then she bitched about Macho Man recording her, but not the other guys. Fuck gorgeous. So it was George. okay for the other guys to record her, but it's not okay for Macho Man to record her. That's all I'm gonna say. If you're gonna point the finger at one guy for recording, you should point the finger at the guys. But the other guys paid her is the only difference. Well, she yeah, did, Ma- Macho Man put surveillance cameras all around her house. <laughs> Macho Man also put money in her pocket because she was making money at a strip club. Took her out of the strip club. That makes it okay then. Gave her a bunch of ecstasy pills. <laughs> and probably gave her a place to live and took care of her son. She talked about how great he took care of her son. Yeah, we're just not going to believe any of that crap because the mother dude just the made a porn movie with her and sent her home. But let's only talk shit about Macho. I'm just saying. There's two sides of every story there. It's yeah. the only, that's the only thing people yeah, want to hear about. It's the Macho Man. He was a great wrestler. Just We're going to leave it at that. Right. <laughs> not his later life. Might not have been the best. But. <laughs> All right. What's your... Great American Bash moment. Uh, it's, I'm talked about it earlier. It's probably uh, Dusty and Ric Flair, fucking 1986, right before fucking WrestleMania three was a thing. Like they were the team to beat. They were Vince was going around the rest of the country buying up TV time for every territory and shit, just because he had to compete with fucking Dusty winning the fucking title from Ric Flair in a cage match in the same. house, just going down. The most emotional moment. Dusty and in fucking wrestling. Dusty and Flair in general. Any oh match, yeah, you know what I mean. Together, right. just fucking. But yeah, that was a that was like WCW's. Did did they have Starcade back then, or was it Great American Bash? Yeah, they had Starcade. No, Star but was what the Bash first was one? Their SummerSlam. Their SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. So what Starcade's been around since nineteen eighty three. Yeah, eighty. Was it three or two? It's I'm something not, like that. I'm not sure. I'm not that big of a WCW fan as far as years ago. I can't say, tell I'm, I'm going to go with uh, my favorite wrestler. So I'm going to say my favorite moment for Great American Bash is 1990. Sting beats Ric Flair for the NWA Championship. I, I was going oh, to say that one too. It's it also was... a pretty good match. I thought you were going to say Sting versus uh, Scott Steiner at fucking Great American Bash 99. The Rottweilers attack uh, Sting at the no, end. No, I, per- I, per- <laughs> I pretty much already gave up on WCW at that point. I was strictly watching WWF. Rick Steiner comes out and acts like he's going to help Sting, and they fucking start beating up Scott and getting to the back of the arena, and then like these Rottweilers come out. And he's, he's got like a dog-faced gremlin. He's got a big arm thing. Yeah, he puts up, but you see Sting run off real quick, and he comes running back, and he's got his arm all wrapped up so the dogs can't get his arm. I'm like, oh my god, they're ripping Sting's arm off, and it's like, nah, he's covered. You can see it. Honestly, after the finger poke of death, it kind of pissed me off. So, uh, but at least I, dude, I thought that was the most genius time. And oh, well, man. you're a Hulk Hogan fan, right? It but, was awesome. But at least the dogs in WCW did what they were supposed to. The dogs that WWF used for the match with Big Boss Man and, and Al Snow, they didn't do anything except for shit and lay around and didn't chase anybody like they were supposed to whenever they got in the, they had a dog that, they had a match where there was a, a dog cage and then a fucking I know. regular cage. I watched it. I was enjoying the shit out of it. Of the dog of nah, dude. Oh, the Doberman <laughs> Pinchers didn't do anything. They just sat there and shit on the floor. Are oh, you talking and, about the WWE one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. When Al Snow gets over the top of the or Big Boss Man gets over the top of the cage these Doberman Pinchers are supposed to chase him down and attack him and they didn't do anything they yeah. just shit everywhere and then sat down because they were scared from all the people they just nervous shot everywhere and then like <laughs> laid on the ground and didn't attack him like they were supposed to That's he great. fucking killed Big Boss Man killed uh, I, Al thought Snow's. Was, I thought that was the fucking outro music <laughs> <laughs> no I haven't had that <laughs> Big Boss Man killed uh, Al Snow's Chihuahua and then fed it to him on WWE yeah. at a restaurant 
It's fucked That's up. It's happened a couple times. Fucking uh, Jake the Snake Snake got fed to fucking people, too. We don't talk about all that shit anymore, though. Hey, hey come on. Just a few weeks ago, uh, Jake the Snake's Snake got thrown across the stage, apparently. It did, yeah. Peter's going to be mad. Yeah. Huh. Miro. What, Miro took it? Yeah. Flung it across the stage? Supposedly. It was That's fucked up. I mean, it was, an, it was an empty bag, but come on. <laughs> da- Damien wasn't in there. Damien the 29th. Yeah. I mean, it's like every other sports mascot. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the Bulldog for Georgia, you're on, like, the 12th one of that. <laughs> so, Oh, hey, could that be one of the new guys coming up for this NXT thing? Is uh, David, uh, or I mean, uh, British Bulldog's son? He's supposed to be in NXT UK, you said, but you think they could have just said, fuck it, we're putting him on US TV and have him come in with these, since, new, eight, since, these new eight guys? Since he uh, left MLW. I haven't heard hardly anything about him. I don't wonder if he comes in with these new eight guys whenever they bring him in for this tournament thing, and then he's like the big prospect. Yeah, I think. He, out of the... I mean, I thought he's down there right now training and shit, right? I thought he's part of the class with uh, right. Rick Steiner's kid and Parker well, Boudreaux. He don't need no training, not like like them guys do, probably. But if he is, and he could be one of the eight about to pop back in, David Hart Smith, or hopefully he's just David Smith and not David Hart Smith, but uh, or just make him. Davy Boy Smith Jr. like he is in MLW. The only problem is once he hits that main roster, they they won't do that shit. It'll be fucking... It should just be the Bulldog. That's probably what all they'll call him on. I don't know what they'll do. I just know that I'm scared for him to go back to WWE because they're probably not going to do him justice like they should. He's a good wrestler. Kurt Henningson, great wrestler. Didn't get the justice. That's where you go to find out. That's all I'm saying. Joe Maybe Hennig, you just man. if he would have just a been a better wrestler than he really is. It, if he had just been, they, they can't let be a good be, wrestler until they get to WWE. Well, when was Kurt Hennig ever fucking Axel fucking whoever the fuck? Never. He was always Kurt Hennig. If he had got to be Joe Hennig and actually got to be himself. Kurt Hennig was of, Mr. Perfect for fucking ever. That's see, that's but how he, he was over. still Kurt Hennig. He used his regular name. He didn't use some fake fucking name. When people know that's not your real name, they didn't know. That's people hard. didn't know he was Kurt Hennig forever. For like the first two years, he was just Mister Perfect for everything. They I, mean, never called I always Kurt remember Hennig. being Mister Perfect, Kurt Hennig. None of the fucking promos ever said the word Kurt Hennig ever. None of the fucking football well, throwing, the baseball hitting. It was well, nothing what, about Kurt when Hennig. He, they when said he his was, name. When he was in, uh, what, the AWA, he was Kurt Hennig. Yeah. And they then said he, Kurt then Hennig. He, and then WWE. he came to WWE, and yeah, I think he was Mr. Perfect. But yeah. they called him Kurt Hennig. No. Yes, no, they did I, not. I don't want to pull up a match right now from back in yeah. the day where they pull called him Pull up a match Hennig. back in the day. I watched it as it was happening, motherfucker. They Me didn't too. Call him. I, I didn't know, know his that, name was Kurt Hennig until he was in WCW. I know they called him Kurt Hennig back then. I know they did. All right. Well, we'll figure this out. and We'll end the show <laughs> on that note. And Next week, we'll let you know about Kurt Hennig. How about uh, we see you guys next week? Have a good week. Later.